welcome, podcast people, to the newest installment of Dead and Lovely. Here's your good old Uncle Ben and my co-host with the co-most. Who's that over there? It's Co-Steve. <laughs> Co-Steve, Yeah, huh? I'm Co-Steving today with uh, regular Steve. <laughs> oh, tight. Yeah, it's Hollywood and Dollywood together. <laughs> oh, man. We became one person. East Coast and West Coast. Uh-huh. Crips and Bloods together Crips and again. Bloods together again. <laughs> I want Steve the Latin King. That's what I oh, want. Oh, man, that dude's awesome. <laughs> Esteban? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Stefan. <laughs> Stefano. That would be it, I think, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> How you doing this week, Steve? Uh, Man, I've been a little bored all week. Yeah. Because um, my, my wife, she got a job. Oh, um, no. We, we first got here, we were just kind of living on uh, credit and savings. Hey, hey, is she cooking or doing laundry? You know what I mean? <laughs> She's uh, which one? Cleaning up patients at a hospital. Saving lives. Saving lives. Good for her. Yeah, she. Uh, but she, uh, for the past you know, two and a half months, we've basically just been spending most of our time together. Yeah. And so having her gone for a long period of time, it's been like, uh, what do I do with myself? Yeah. Damn. I still haven't figured it out. You're working on it. Yeah, I'm working You figured on. out one of these days. Yeah. You get the case sure. worked out of it. Well, good for her. I could never imagine being in any kind of medical field. No. I could not mm. do that. I know nope. you have, like, major aversions. So yes. I think it's, like, really funny that you ended up with somebody in the medical uh-huh. field. Yeah. She, um, I hate having veins, as I've said before. Yeah. And she is the type of person to uh, see a person's arms and go, ooh, you've got good veins. Tight veins, dude. And want to, like roll veins around mm, and, no mm. no you hit me with you kind of stopped me dead with roll yeah roll i don't veins. care for it at all dang yeah dude. but she's uh she's working with my weird idiosyncrasies <laughs> Tight. yeah so you've been having you some free time what have you been doing with it watch anything good uh actually i didn't spend a ton of time watching stuff i was writing a lot which is uh good it's positive for uh my own uh Attempts at making art, but yeah. uh, dear diary. Yeah, that's what it's been mostly. Yeah. Dear diary, I miss my wife. Um, <laughs> summer camp is great. Summer camp is great. Uh, I found a turtle. Ooh. Yeah. P.S. Tell Bobby to stay out of my room. <laughs> if uh, you're reading this and your dad go away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have watched a few things. Uh, primary. Of course, is Deadpool 2. I still haven't seen it yet. Is yeah. it the best or what? I think it's as good as the first. And, the first one's real good. Um, yeah, I think the first one is great. I I think it just goes two different directions. I mean, this one, there's a team. I mean, the first one, he's working with Negasonic, Teenage Warhead, and yeah. Colossus, but like only loosely. And this one, he's actually like forming a real team, and uh, there's, you know, external relationships okay. beyond just uh, Deadpool and, and uh, the audience, basically. Yeah, yeah. So, it's fun. I understand and there's some X-Force characters showing up in there. There's a Shatterstar and there so There's a Shatterstar show. Don't spoil too much. I'm not going to say anything about it. That makes me so it. stoked, okay. man. That makes uh, me so excited. Domino is amazing. Though. Zazzy Beats as Domino is fucking perfect. The casting is goddamn amazing because she's so like uh, light and easy about how her powers were like, okay you know she you know about domino's power is luck which is yeah how is that a power but like it sure um, is it sure is uh and so like uh, she just sort of has that um swagger about her like everything will work out because it always does for me because it's my mutant power yeah so and she plays it really well and she's funny and, and the movie's funny overall it's really yeah. funny and Josh Rowland's great as Cable of course man how nuts is it that, that cat is in like two, two of the major biggest major movies com- with- and like two of the biggest comic book movies uh-huh. period uh-huh. back to back 
in the theaters right now. The, yeah, the theater next to us was showing Avengers Infinity War. I'm thinking that, like, man, like his his agent must have really overlooked like the dates that those movies were coming out, overlapping on each other. Man. There's no way that some agent is like, or yeah, he wanted you... to be like Josh Brolin is a, the a biggest star in the world. Yeah, or he's like, Josh, you... do you want to make all the money? Yeah, like everybody's gonna be offering all you roles. Of it? Yeah, or you're gonna <laughs> fucking crash and burn. Like you get those two big roles and you fuck it up. Yeah. Oh, that would be the worst. I hope that he like shows up in all the movies. It's just like he's he's comic book man. Like he's in there as. <laughs> I hope he's in the movie comic book man. Oh man, <laughs> comic book man. He has all the powers. <laughs> Which I think is technically uh, what the uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character from uh, that oh, uh, Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah, what is Unbreakable. He? Gl- uh, Glass, Mr. Glass. Yeah, he's basically comic, comic book man. man. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I can't wait to see it, man. Yeah, go I see it. Go it's, see re- it. it's really worth it. It's worth... Uh, I mean, you know, like, uh, even if it had fallen off a little bit from the first one, it would still be well worth going to see. Because the first one's really good. You've been watching that television a little bit? Yeah, I've been watching a little television. I watched... Uh, I've been watching Westworld, catching up on the new season. Okay, I haven't started it yet. How I do love we feel it, about it? I, I love it, but, like, you didn't, you didn't, you weren't a huge fan of the well, first nuts season. about it. Yeah. Like, I loved how it started, and then it's yeah. like, and then we had six of the same episode in a row. I don't think you have that problem so far with the season. It I seems think like it's the way like, it's because starting, everybody yeah. knows, like, the, the big reveal of the first season. Yeah. We all know it. Uh, the second season just seems to build more. There's more exposition, but it's also still presented in the Westworld way of, like, you're not you're not really tethered to a particular time or space, mm-hmm. so it's kind of, you're kind of still feeling like you don't know what's happening some of the time. Mm-hmm. But there's enough exposition to make you feel like okay, this is telling me a lot about what was happening in the first season that yeah. I didn't know. So it pays off if if maybe you were a little frustrated with that. I'm gonna watch it again. Um, I'm gonna give it a shot. Yeah. I mean, I don't expect to go into it and just fucking love it, but it's like yeah. there is so much potential. Evan Rachel Wood's so good. In she's it. awesome. She's amazing. Yeah, yeah, she's always awesome, man. Uh, and of course, I look forward to seeing if other certain characters return. Mm-hmm. I have some ideas about that. Don't don't spoil it for me. But I, I won't. I, I, I won't. think mm-hmm. I think I know some stuff that might be going on. Uh-huh. I've got to watch it. It's just one of those things. Where I've been so fucking busy lately. Yeah, and it's yeah, also just been like you. other stuff to watch. There's a ton of shit, especially if you watch the first season of a show and weren't impressed by it. Yeah. Like what? There's so much else to watch. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, so I've kind of been too wrapped up to watch it, but it is on my on my to do list. So mm-hmm. I will scope that out. Um, I also watched a movie called Cheerleader Camp. What is that? It's a eight, 1988 horror movie, camp slasher about uh, a cheerleader camp. I couldn't be more on board. Watch it. Yeah. Yeah, it's worth it. Is it's it, it's it, bad. It's what I'm expecting. It's yeah. It's exactly what you're expecting, and um. Some of it's good, though. Yeah. The girl who plays Corey, I think, is very good. And I think uh, that sort of final twist of whodunit, because it is kind of a whodunit, okay. like a lot Dude. of camp slashers. Again, I'm way on board for that. Yeah, so it's like a lot of camp slashers. Like, It's got all, all the trimmings, but yeah. it also is like ridiculous, like over-the-top stupid, like a combination of Porky's and Friday the 13th. This sounds awesome. Yeah, so watch. It's on YouTube. Oh, okay. So it's not streaming anywhere. It's just YouTube. I don't think it is. I did. I just. Uh, I've I've been watching uh, Camp Slashers for a thing we'll talk about at the end of the episode Woo! coming up next month. Yeah, but I'm very excited about. Yeah. 
So I, I I was just looking up ones I'd never seen, and this was one that somehow I never saw as a kid. Which That's awesome. It has everything I would have been looking for. Yeah. Boobs. Uh-huh. A horror movie. Yeah. Both of those things. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. All of the things you love. Both of them. <laughs> I'll have to watch that, man. It sounds fucking yeah. awesome. Check it out. I've been... Uh, too unbelievably busy to watch TV or anything this week. Yeah, but I know you did something. I've been doing stuff, so you I've did been. One um, thing for I've been sure. in the studio. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I w- you can't prove that. I can't. That's hearsay. That's that fake news. Inadmissible in in pod court. But I have been pod court. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have been in the studio recording a bunch of music with my main man Andy Wood, working on his right. new record. Uh, is as of yet untitled solo album. That's a weird title. As of yet untitled. Maybe that should be it. Uh huh. I think that should be as it. of yet untitled parenthesis tba what i really want it to be i think the name of the record i got this concept art and stuff all worked out because uh-huh. like we've really been pushing uh playing around with like these really just gorgeous guitar tones on the record uh-huh. and stuff i think the cover of the record it should be andy wearing like like a priest get up okay and he's like standing with his arms out like in a cruciform kind of right holding, obviously like, holding like a guitar and a mandolin uh-huh and the name of the record is a tone for your sins. <laughs> yeah. Like, sold it. Yeah. Sold it. A t- not, not a tone, but uh-huh. a tone. A tone. For your sins. For your sins. Uh-huh. I think it's solid. Man. Sold it in the room. <laughs> I'm buying it. Yeah. 100% uh-huh. of the people in the yeah. audience I got a, I got a million dollar check from Hollywood Productions. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh-huh. Man, uh, holy shit. If Hollywood Productions LLC doesn't already exist, I'm going to look that up tonight. Yeah. I'm going to become Hollywood Productions <laughs> LLC just so I can hand out million dollar checks. Oh, at, at that'd shows. be so, so stoked, mm. man. And I'll grow, I'll grow an awesome ponytail. Yeah, you slick your hair back and stuff. But then, on. like, somehow make myself start balding. Yeah. Oh, fucking awesome. I love it's it, gonna man. It's going to be awesome. That's Develop tight. a raging coke habit. My life's looking up. Yeah, why can't we do that now? Yeah, now I know what to do while my wife's Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Problem solved. Moving on. <laughs> Yeah, we've been in the studio all week, and it's just basically been this, like, wake up, go to the studio, track all day, mm-hmm. come home, go to sleep. Um, so I've not really had a, a lot of time to watch anything, but in my wind-down hours uh-huh. of when I was just getting home, and I'm like, ah, oh, I don't have time to watch a movie, I just want to watch something mindless and enjoyable, I've become recently extremely hardcore addicted to watching Good Mythical Morning on YouTube. Oh, okay. You yeah. watch them? Red and Link. Red and yeah. Link, dude. Uh-huh. Fuck, they're awesome. Yeah, they're awesome. They've been awesome for a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I watched like a video or two of theirs years ago. Yeah, you, you definitely you definitely had Everybody to have seen the, the, the trailer park commercial they made. No, I haven't. Oh, you've definitely seen it. The one where the guy's like, a bouncer broke my jaw outside no, of Greenfield. No, wait, wait. They made that? Yeah, that was them. Bullshit. The butt drugs. Ba-ba-ba-butt drugs. No, I yep, see that. They made that one. They made a bunch of all of those uh, like really funny holy shit I didn't local know commercials that. back in the day. That was them. Oh my god! And they're they're like Southern boys like us. They're from, mm-hmm. they're they're North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they also had a show on True TV. They've had they've had quite a career it's already. I, I always like whenever you get into something when they already have a gigantic back catalog. Yes, because then it's like, oh man, I yeah. know what I'm doing. The next few days. Yeah, totally. Man. Yeah. It's like whenever I got into Frank Zappa and it's like, oh, he's mm. got like 80 albums. It's like, sweet. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Frank. Yeah. So I've been watching their videos. It is just, uh, 
it's just some good, some good, clean YouTube fun, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoy their stuff. I've also been listening to their podcast, Ear Biscuits. Yeah, Ear Biscuits is a good one yeah, too. It's fun, man. It's I mean, it's no dead and lovely. No, not at all. But you listen to good. Ear Biscuits later. Yeah. When you got the time. Yeah. Dead and Lovely. That's, that's dead your lovely. weekly homework. I mean, Dead and Lovely is a show with a, a pretty good back catalog to it too. Over a year's worth of content. Uh huh. <laughs> we actually have a couple of episodes nearing three hours. Yeah, yeah. That green room episode, I didn't it's even realize. One. That was a big one. It's a yeah. big one. Yeah. I thought about chopping that big old green boy no, down, but no, no reason. No it was reason all to. gold. <laughs> <laughs> More like gold room. Oh, shit. The <laughs> Shining. So I've been watching their videos and stuff. I enjoyed that. But then also last night, which was a Sunday, man, we went to Knoxville to watch one That Kevin Smith. Hell yeah. Performing at the Bijou Theater yeah. in Knoxville. He's a slim man now. He's a much slimmer man than yeah. he used to be, man. Yeah. Like he came to Knoxville actually two years ago because it was on the day that that Prince died. Yeah, damn. R.I.P. What a day! And uh, we saw him then, and it was and it was good. It was good. Actually, this is the third time I've seen Smith. Oh we, shit! We, yeah, we drove to like Ohio to watch him on the Red State uh-huh. tour, and he came to Knoxville two years ago, and it was it was like good, but. I think he kind of had the whole like death of Prince thing on his mind. Yeah, he seemed a little down in the dumps. Mm-hmm. This time was fucking awesome, and we had like front row seats and stuff. And yeah, you know, Kevin Smith, of course, for you guys who don't know, you know, Clerks guy, Silent Bob, Mall director. Rights. Yeah, pop, major podcast. Directed Tusk. Go yeah. back and listen to that episode. Hey, hey, that was a good know, one. Keep that self promotion going. Uh huh. <laughs> Shameless. I love Kevin Smith. And I've uh, been a huge fan for a really, really, really fucking long time. Yeah. And I mean, really, his podcasts and stuff are what got me into podcasting. So, yeah. Without yeah. Kevin Smith, there ain't no dead and lovely either. That's for true. And uh, so he talked about how he and, you know, Malcolm Ingram, uh-huh. his buddy made Small Town Gay yeah, yeah. Bar and uh-huh. stuff. They were driving through, and Malcolm was just like, oh, if we're in the area, we got to go to Dollywood, man. Oh. It's the home yeah. of Dolly Parton, blah, blah, blah. Hell yeah. And he's like, but even better, outside of Dollywood, there's this whole area yeah. called Pigeon Forge. Yes. That's just like all this tourist stuff. So those two guys uh-huh. went around Pigeon Forge Holy in Sevierville shit. and like the fucking Tanger outlets and like road go-karts uh-huh. and shopped at the outlet malls. That's awesome. And all this kind of stuff. Knowing what I know about, because I worked in Pigeon Forge for three years of my life. Yeah. Yeah, knowing what I know about people that work up there, one, uh, after work, uh, servers and, and kitchen personnel after work up there are getting drunk as shit. Yeah. Sometimes while cleaning, a lot of times in the back lot. Yeah, of course. And on the way to parties, fun stuff. Yeah. You meet a lot of cool people up there. I bet a lot of people up there, were their minds were blown seeing Kevin Smith at the fucking racetrack or something. Yeah, or dude. Like, what the hell? I know. That's they, cool. They had such a good time, though. Like, it's not like they were like, oh, man, this place is funny because it's such a fucking dump or whatever. Like, they legitimately loved it. Yeah. And Smith was just like, I want to come back here and spend, like, a week mm-hmm. going to all these theaters and shows oh, yeah. and stupid shit. Yeah. You got to go uh, check out that uh, Dixie Stampede. Hatfields and McCoys. <laughs> Lee Greenwood Theater. I don't... Um, I never did really any of that. I, I've been to a lot of those places like yeah. late at night after work where it's like somebody's like, oh, I got to go pick up my girlfriend there. And it's always like the magic is ruined immediately. You walk in and you see people cleaning up and shit. Um, but my wife and I went to the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. Yeah, yeah. Of course. I, 
I've never been to the museum. I've been to the aquarium. Yeah, which is fucking awesome. The aquarium's awesome. We um, I've been up like in 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 Gatlinburg. I've been up to the moonshine tasting places. Oh a yeah, few times. Oh yeah, totally. Just make a little circuit, but now they charge you. Yeah, I know. It's the lamest. I know, man. Yeah, they used to be able to do these free moonshine tours and just, yeah. I mean, end up taking like five shots. There's also a wine place. Yeah, I've not yeah. been there. Oh, it was great. They have, well, it's still good. It's still there. It's still good. They have wine a blueberry wine that's really good. Yeah. And a scuppernong wine, which Look out. is a local grape. Interesting. Pretty good. It's sour. Okay. But. Okay. Yeah. Most of the like local wines around here are just like sugary fucking disgusting. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh. They they also have a blackberry wine there. With blackberries are naturally sour, but of course they eat them. What about you sweeten some them strawberry wine? Of course they 17. have strawberry wine. Hot July me <laughs> saw everything. <laughs> first taste oh, of Steve's letting it rip. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I mean, I just had like the two lines. Oh I feel, man, I feel like I really didn't bring enough to that. <laughs> Man, I'm assuming in that song, Strawberry Wine, it's just Boone's Farm, right? I would assume yeah. so. Yeah, the old Boone's Farm. <laughs> Jesus, dude. But it was it was a lot of fun. Kevin Smith is such a inspiring, cool dude. Yeah. He, he talked about his whole you know heart attack. Yeah, yeah heart he just attack had recently. And told all kinds of other funny stories. But I was just so stoked that he did really like genuinely enjoy being in Tennessee. Like he really yeah. had a good time. It's a cool area. Well, I, I I've uh, I've been to Jersey a couple times. Yeah. And uh, a lot of areas in Jersey look a lot like this area. Yeah, if you're out in the woods and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like uh, fucking, you know, Friday 13th and yeah. stuff is Jersey. Yeah. So and like, it kind of looks like around here, weirdly enough. You wouldn't yeah. think that it would. Yeah. So I can see why somebody might be like, yeah, this is familiar. Also, there's Dollywood, so that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> you're just in the middle of the mountains with huge fucking roller coasters. I'm going to Dollywood in a week. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I am. You going to pick up one of them uh, invisible dogs at the magic shop? You're goddamn right, eh? <laughs> we get one of them raccoon tails in a bag. It shakes around. Yes. I actually, I'm really, I'm hoping to ride some of them new roller coasters. Yeah, It's been a couple real. of years since I've been down there. I haven't been there in eight, maybe, years. Yeah? So, I yeah, I'd love to go. Did you ever even ride the Thunderhead, the big mm-hmm. wooden? Okay. Mm-hmm. But you've not rode, rode the Great Eagle. No, I haven't ridden the Great Dude, Eagle. that thing's fucking is it yeah. awesome? It's it's like probably the smoothest and craziest. It's like the 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 balance between smooth and crazy mm-hmm. is at a pretty incredible apex. Mm-hmm. What uh, is the balance between the crazy and cool element? Crazy and cool. Yeah, it's crazy, sexy, cool more than anything. Oh, uh, okay. I would say. All right, cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's definitely cool. I'm looking forward to checking that out. We're going on Memorial Day though, so it's going to be just oh like fuck that. Yeah, I know. I think basically what we're doing is we're just going to. Scope it out, and then mm-hmm. when it just gets heinous, we're out. I don't think we're planning on spending yeah. the day. There's, there's a thing that, like, I mean, uh, tourists are the worst. Yeah, obviously. The, I mean, like, the moment you become a tourist, you become the worst. The That's worst. just how it is. Yeah. Um, summers in in the mountains, very humid. Make Extremely. you sweat a lot. Make you real thirsty. Yep. Make people start to get a little bit ornery. Absolutely. Now, these... These people who came to Pigeon Forge or Gatlinburg are oftentimes the dumbest people in the world. They go Typically. right into a restaurant. They start ordering up a Coke. Yeah, they Coca-Cola. S- they're just slamming Coke. I need me a cold Coca-Cola. Uh-huh, and they slam them down. And yeah. guess what? They're getting jacked up on caffeine yeah. and not dealing with their thirst issue. They're not. And they become the worst fucking assholes in the world to be serving. It doesn't help, yeah. Uh, food to. Yeah. Man. 
You're speaking from experience. I hate those people. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna be one of the people. I'm gonna drink yeah. water. A water? Yeah, I'm gonna drink water. You have some water? Yeah. All right. Cold water. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve, we're talking about a dang old wild card scenario Woo! today. This is typically a, a horror movie review podcast. That's if this true. is your first time listening. Uh huh. But every now and then, me and old Dollywood Steve here, we, we get like a wild to, hair. Yeah, and we like to car style shake it up. Shake it up. Yeah. And we like to have a good time and talk about some non-horror related movies every now and again. And this is one of those times because today we're going to be talking about none other than Raiders of the Lost Ark, also known as Indiana Jones. And Raiders of the Lost Ark, yeah. (laughs) As people on the internet will correct you. No, they'll definitely correct you. It is originally Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. They were just going to name them regular old things. Mm Mm-hmm. But then in the Indiana Jones character was so popular, they named the next one Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. And then they just count. You know how George Lucas is. Yeah. He likes to go back and change his movies. Yeah. Yeah. He tends to do that. <laughs> so he does just went back and changed it to Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Now, this movie came out in a 1981, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. Is that That's correct? That's also when I came out. That's <laughs> when so, you came out? Yeah. <laughs> um... Uh, this movie's a, a month or two months older than me. No doubt. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And uh, I assume this was not your first time seeing it. Uh, it's not my first time, but it is not a movie I grew up watching. Really? Mm-hmm. See, this is one of those movies that like I can't remember ever having not seen. And yeah. that's something that I want to explore a little bit with you here on our our intro segment. Bum bum bum. <laughs> Where Steve, I want to talk to you about maybe a top five or so movies. Uh-huh. That just, I mean, inhabited your childhood. Because okay. everybody knows, and, and I'm seeing it more and more now, too, where it's like all my, my friends that have kids, mm-hmm. they've all seen, like, fucking Frozen, like, 500 times. Or Moana, time, Moana yeah, yeah. like, fucking uh-huh. 8 trillion times. Mm-hmm. And so I know that there are those movies that when I was a kid, I just watched mm-hmm. over and fucking over endlessly. And it's like some of these movies, I can't remember ever having not known them. You know, yeah. it's like there's like family members I remember meeting when I was like 20 being like, oh, this is your cousin. You <laughs> You've know, met tons of times. Yeah. yeah. But it's like I've known Indiana Jones longer than uh-huh. you. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I want to spend a little bit of time here and talk about maybe a top five or so flicks that just dominated your childhood. I'll go ahead and kick us off here on this shit list. All right. The Star War. A Star War. Yeah. I watched a Star War so many times as a kid that I can't even think to quantify how many times I saw okay. it. I don't know that we ever owned it like on VHS, uh-huh. but I think that we had probably had like taped it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, NBC played uh, some of the Star Wars movies I yeah. remember, and yeah. I think that is the only time I saw them until my teen years. That's nuts, But man. I played with Star Wars toys okay. all the time. And... Uh, <laughs> Did you play I with knew- them like totally wrong and make like Luke and Leia kiss and stuff? Oh no no no! I made I I did it right. I made Darth Vader and Leia kiss. Tight. Yeah. Keep it in the family. Yeah. They would say. Keep mm-hmm. Han and Chewie like sixty nine and and stuff. Oh yeah, the best. Han's just like, where is anything in all this? <laughs> oh, I got hair. <laughs> just everywhere. Back of my throat. The you worst. Could, you could at least fucking manage the property when you know this is going on, Chewie. Fuck. Maybe he does. Maybe that's <laughs> all just like he killed a beast yeah. and wears it oh. over himself. And he takes it off and he's just like a chiseled. Sleek and smooth. Buff dude. He does still speak like a dog man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but it looks weirder because he doesn't look like a dog. Yeah, it makes it a little bit more strange. <laughs> yeah, man, I watched those movies to fucking death when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, I watched the entire trilogy so uh-huh. many times that it's kind of ridiculous. And it's like, I don't think my mom or my dad really liked sci-fi. But huh. anytime they were on, I couldn't not watch them. Those, yeah. those theme songs, everything. One day we'll cover the trilogy on the oh, show. Oh, 100%. Yeah, all three I, of the Star Wars movies. I do think they're all three. And Rogue One. <laughs> and and maybe Force Awakens. I like Last Jedi. I don't know and that I I, you know what? I would say, like, honestly, if you're going to cover one, you might as well cover them all. Probably so. Because you, then you get to make fun of Phantom Menace. Absolutely. And then want to kind of kill yourself. At Attack of the Clones. Oh, God. Or Clone Wars, or whatever it was. Yeah. And then definitely want to die. (laughs) (laughs) Revenge of the shit. Yeah. Fuck that movie. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so yeah, I know know what you're talking about, though. They definitely have movies like that from my childhood. And what? Okay, so my sister and I would get to rent. We'd get to alternate on who got to pick the movie we rented at the, the rental okay. place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably and probably a Video West. Yeah. R.I.P. Buzz. Uh-huh. Old Video West. We'd check her out. Um, And Last Crusade is, like, of the Indiana Jones movies, that's the one that I know I watched the most. I think me too. Yeah. Yeah, me too. The other two I'd never really paid much attention to. Last Crusade I watched a lot. Um. But another one that we would see a lot, because this is what my sister would pick almost every time, is Clue. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Clue is a movie. like everybody in it. Yeah, I know backwards and forwards. I know that movie perfectly, and uh, the best adaptation of a board game ever. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think of anything that could compete with that, really. Jumanji, maybe, but Jumanji wasn't a board game before. Yeah. And Jumanji doesn't compete with Clue, even in the least bit. Okay. I mean, you know. Clue is one of Kate's it's got favorite movies. She loves it so Clue's much. Clue's amazing. What do you think? I don't really... I think it's kind of just okay. Did you not see it as a child? No, I didn't. Yeah, I think I a lot of the humor in it... It still hits with me now, but yeah. I don't know if it would. I mean, I can appreciate it. There's it some great... I mean, uh, Tim Curry in there is fucking He's awesome. awesome. Uh, Susan Sarandon's in there. Madeline Kahn Madeline is Kahn. the best. A, a treasure. Yeah. A treasure to humanity, Madeline mm-hmm. Kahn. So, there's things about it that I think are funny, but just overall, it just doesn't... I don't know. It just doesn't really do it for me, man. All right. Well, I mean, we can all be wrong from oh, time to time. Oh, well, <laughs> maybe it's one of those times, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I need to watch it again. Well, that's one that we'll do on the show as a wild card or something at some point, too. Mm-hmm. I think that sounds like a pretty good thing. Yeah. Uh, how about one of the movies that I watched a million fucking times as uh-huh. a kid, which was... Never ending story. I think I saw it once as a kid. Seriously. I liked it, but it just, it was. You were abused as a child. Well, here's the thing. I may have been, <laughs> but I don't think it had anything to do with the never ending story. <laughs> Show me on the doll where never ending story yeah. tells you. I, I think, um, I, well, like a lot of the time, we just like our my mom, uh, and my my dad yeah. and my aunt and uncle would just let us watch whatever. Yeah, and my uh, grandparents were the same, and that meant whatever. And so when we were at my grandparents' house, there was HBO and Showtime and Cinemax. Yeah, and my 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 aunt and uncle they had HBO, and we would just watch adult movies yeah like, we didn't get caught up a lot in kids movies i was trying to think when we were talking about doing this like what kids movies i watched a lot so not a lot really not a lot so never ending story i watched it i liked it yeah um 
you know, the Dark Crystal was one I liked as a kid, but uh-huh. I, I only remember watching it once. It's a weird one, man. Yeah. I, and I watched it as an adult, and I was like, this is fucking terrible. <laughs> why was, oh, why was man. I into this as a kid? Dude, so, I'm having so a bad. Oh, come on, it's pretty good. The, I mean, the puppets are cool. The Skeksis yeah. are awesome. Oh, yeah, they are. They're annoying as shit. That they are. Yeah, but yeah. that's what they're supposed to be. There's something about those like fantasy movies, live-action fantasy movies that uh-huh. came out in like, the early 80s, like yeah, Dark Crystal and Never Any Story and like Legend. Legend. I was going to say Legend is one that I liked. Yeah, dude, too. that were... I think really gave kids a lot of credit in thinking, yeah, mm-hmm. a kid can handle how fucked up this is. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Kids can handle watching this horse drown in the swamp of sadness. 100%. Just because he's sad. Yeah. Like Kids can handle being sad. Yeah. Never any stories fucked up. Like I had, It is. I, had, I watched it a million times as a kid and then hadn't watched it for, I mean, probably at least 10 or 15 years. And Kate and I watched it um, a couple months ago, maybe six months or so uh-huh. ago. And we were both just like, dude, this is fucked up. It's way weird and like yeah. dark and depressing and uh-huh. sad. And there's just so much like weird shit in that movie that you remember from when you were a kid. Uh-huh. Like the whole like when he has to pass in between those sphinxes that have like their boobs out. Yeah. They're also going to like shoot lasers at him and stuff like this. Uh-huh. And then like, of course, like the the nothing and like that the big wolf head thing and all that yeah. crazy stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, weird, it's man. a very strange movie. Yeah. And I guess, you know, I, I wish I had watched it more as a child. Maybe it would have uh, instilled some of that awesome weirdness into me. I definitely liked it when I saw it as a kid, but it just I would recommend never watching went it again to soon, yeah, dude. Maybe you should check it out. Here's some cool trivia for you I learned today mm-hmm. from one of my uh, Skype students, Bryce. So, Lim Hall, that sings the Never Ending Story song. Okay. It's the former lead singer of Kajagoogoo. <laughs> do, shy, shy, hush, hush, I do, Uh-huh. That's that fucking guy. Wow. Yeah, I had no idea. Uh-huh. I would say that he probably upgraded. Yeah, that is a move up. Yeah. Kajagoogoo to the Neverending Story. He might have just Ozzy Osbourne himself. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like solo yeah, career. Like actually solo still pretty career good. to the Osbournes, that reality show. <laughs> yeah, just like that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I definitely want to talk about that one more in depth because it's just so fucking yeah. strange, man. Such a weird movie. Um, When I try to think about uh, particular kids' movies that I do remember watching a lot. Yeah. Um, your wife mentioned it when we were talking about uh-huh. this. Great Chipmunk Adventure. Oh, shit. This is, again, this is another one. My sister did like watching the same movie over and over. And this is one she That was one in. of the ones. Yeah. Um, and Clue was the same. So, like, these stick in my head because particularly uh, my sister rented them a lot. And I never objected because these were awesome. Yeah. Uh, I just, I guess in my head was never one of those that wanted to watch the same thing over and over again. Yeah. But I remember really loving the great chipmunk adventure. And, like, I don't remember why. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've uh, just seen clips from it not long ago. And I was like, uh, just immediately, nostalgia rushed back. Like, I love this. And it Re- doesn't make any sense. Like, refresh my memory. This isn't Chip and Dale. Uh, That's a Rescue Rangers. No, no, no. Oh, no, Rescue Rangers. Amazing. Yeah. Watch the TV uh, show all the time. It's um, it is the album, The Chipmunks. And the Chipettes. Oh, uh-huh. so it's all of them. Yeah. All hanging out. All uh, uh, going around the world chasing down dolls full of diamonds, I believe. 
what? I don't remember exactly <laughs> what was happening. I know that like Al or uh, what's his name? Dave. Yeah, Dave. yeah. The, he the had to go do something, and then the Chipettes nanny or whatever was supposed to watch them, yeah. but she was an old lady, and I this don't know. This sounds familiar. Now that you're talking about it, this, yeah. sounds familiar. Uh, again, maybe then again, maybe I I just walked by like a homeless guy having a fever dream, and he was just mumbling stuff about this. <laughs> he was like, and then there were chipmunks, man, Alvin, Theodore, the Chipettes. It was crazy, and they dolls. were chasing down these dolls, dolls diamonds. full of diamonds, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it might have been that. I don't think that I ever watched that. I mean, it sounds familiar, but I have no clear like recollection of that. But that's a that's a worthy watch, huh? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen it in forever, but as a kid, definitely was a worthy watch. <laughs> well, I would say the next one that I would put on my list of stuff that I watched fucking endlessly as a kid would be uh-huh. them dang Ghostbusters movies. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Specifically Ghostbusters 2, as I yeah, mentioned. Yeah, we've talked about this as before. A kid, I also I watched Ghostbusters 2 much more often. But now, as an older, wiser man, I realize Ghostbusters 1 is superior oh, yeah, it's far a million superior. times over. <laughs> but I think the subtleties of the humor and stuff of Ghostbusters 1 yeah. were definitely lost on me as a kid. But Ghostbusters yeah. 2, dude, that's one of those ones that, yeah, every time it went it's to It's wacky. The, it's got the, the prisoners in the, the electric chairs at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Like all over the, yeah, it's a little more wacky. The Scolari brothers. Uh-huh. I gave him the chair 30 years ago. <laughs> um, Yeah, the first one's much more adult. Yeah. It makes more sense when you watch it as an adult because you watch the second one as an adult and it's like, I don't know yeah. what is happening forget here. the ghosts were real? And yeah. Stuff? yeah <laughs> like, it's not really very good. Uh, but I did enjoy the shit out of it as a kid. I loved mm-hmm. the whole like haunted painting thing. Yeah. And Vigo the Carpathian. Yeah. Still, it's still a pretty fun watch if you can overlook yeah. the logic of it. I remember watching the first one several times as a kid too. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But always kind of sticking with the, what the about second one. The uh, cartoon. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Both dude. of them. The one that was not the Ghostbusters. And then the real Ghostbusters. The real Ghostbusters. Dude, I absolutely. But wait, wasn't the stuff. one that wasn't the Ghostbusters called the real Ghostbusters? Yeah, I'm trying to remember which one it was. I can't remember. Anyway, but yeah. yes, Ghostbusters is awesome. There was the episodes with, um, damn it, the Boogeyman or whatever. Uh-huh. You remember those? Yes. They would always get way intense yes. and freak me out. Yeah, those, those uh, again, uh, at, at a certain point, like there were cartoons and movies that didn't treat kids like they were stupid. Yeah. I remember that one. Uh, it, the plots weren't too complicated, but it would get scary. Yeah. Like, beyond little kid scary, like, really, like, cool art that definitely could scare an adult, yeah. I would guess. Yeah. And I definitely did have a bunch of action figures and shit. Oh, yeah. 100%. That's did you, awesome. wait, did you ever have the, the pencil topper? I think it was from, like, Burger King, maybe. There was a pencil topper that was the, the, their firehouse building. No. And it had Slimer. And he would, you could push him around the top of the building. No, it was awesome. I want that. Yeah, <laughs> that's sick, dude. Yeah, Ghostbusters definitely a big part of my childhood, and Ghostbusters one big part of my grown uphood. Yeah, way to go. Love it, Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, another one that I remember watching, and this is this is a series. Yeah. That. Um, my family really enjoyed was the Naked Gun movies. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Now I saw I saw Airplane for sure as a kid. Yeah. Um, but I remember the first time I think maybe I was six, the first time that I laughed, like falling on the ground, rolling around laughing was yeah. Naked Gun. 
you remember which part? It's the scene where they're wearing a full body condom. <laughs> and by the way, didn't know what a condom was. But it just looked awesome. It was absurdity to me. <laughs> it was like, what the fuck are they doing? This awesome. is hilarious. That's hilarious, dude. Uh-huh. Dude, those movies are fucking great. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up watching the first couple ones, but like whenever we had um, Big Dish Satellite, yeah, and we had Stars as part uh-huh. of our package, <laughs> they showed Naked Gun thirty three and one third a lot. Yeah, and so I've watched that one a million. Is that times. the one with Anna Nicole Smith in it? Yes, correct. Okay. Pendant, mm-hmm. pendant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's fucking hilarious. The yeah. other ones I went back and watched, and yes, they are incredible. Um, like. There was an era where, like, airplane, naked gun, yeah. hot shots, where parodies were uh, much more, like, they were like the movies they were parodying, yeah. but they also had, like, a storyline, yeah. like, a, an actual story you could follow, and then, yeah. you know, later you get, like... Scary movies scar- and stuff. Yeah, yeah, the first scary movie is... The, the humor's not great, but I, I think it plays completely like yeah. Scream. Like, it totally. doesn't even... Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't do any variation or anything. And then you get stuff like Not Another Teen Movie. Yeah, it's just a string yeah. of, like, here's us you know riffing on this movie and this movie yeah. and this movie. Yeah. There were some pretty good parodies for a while. Yeah, whereas, like you said, like, Hot Shots, Naked yeah. Gun, and all those. Oh, in actually, the Mel Brooks movies, I guess. Oh, dude, obviously. about that, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah, that, that string of just, like, totally irreverent, ridiculous... Uh-huh humor uh I'll, I'll talk about that with one of my other choices here in a second okay. too but i absolutely love that shit so much as a kid so uh-huh. naked gun was it just like naked gun one or was it the other ones too um yeah we watched all of them and also hot shots and hot shots part two Hell hot yeah. shots lloyd bridges and hot shots is seriously still one of the funniest things ever like i haven't watched those in fucking 20 something years dude. like there's the part where he's uh they're on the aircraft carrier and he's walking down the stairs and he slips and falls yeah <laughs> he was like there was a crab and he was like i didn't see a crab sir don't tell me there wasn't a crab there were two of them they work in pairs <laughs> what What? <laughs> <laughs> i need to watch that dude there's that part in um i remember as a kid one of the funniest fucking things i've ever seen in my life was in I think it's in Hot Shots Part Two, where there's like a Rambo sequence. Yes. And there's a kill counter at the bottom of the yes. screen, and eventually like, <laughs> dude is just like throwing bullets at people. There's like a big crate of bullets, and he's just grabbing handfuls and throwing them. The kill counter is just like going up like yeah. crazy. I remember as a kid just thinking that was the funniest fucking it's shit. It's hilarious. Ever. Yeah. It's the best, man. Yeah. Yeah. Those those kinds of things, man. And and one day. Maybe one day we'll do a list of just like shit that shaped our, our senses of humor. Yeah, but that that's definitely up there. Yeah, exactly. That sort of stuff. Yeah, there's there's several things I can think of from my childhood mm. of just like stuff that I think Monty Python. Yeah, exactly. Movies, Adventures yeah. Pete and Pete. It's oh, like, Adventures Pete and Pete. Oh, awesome. dude, mm. all that stuff I can look back on and be like, yeah, this definitely shaped what I think is funny, mm. and that's the same as my next choice on my list, which is Airplane. Airplane. Airplane is one of those yeah. movies that like I can never remember. Excuse not me, stewardess. I speak jive. Oh my yeah. god, dude. <laughs> Did you have the chicken or the fish? I had the lasagna. <laughs> it's like I remember watching that movie. And you remember that the guy's like throwing up in the barf bag, and she's like in her head, she's like, he never pukes twice at home or whatever. <laughs> she, she's having that like weird soap opera thing going yeah. on in her head. Yeah. Dude, I, I, I just, and especially like one of my favorites was the dude that's in the control room that's mm. like always saying ridiculous shit where yeah. they're like, the plane is going to crash. This is happening. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, there's a sale at Penny's. Yeah. 
<laughs> that was my guy, dude. Uh, again, Lloyd Bridges is in that. He's the guy who, who keeps saying, like, I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right, dude. Lloyd and, man, Bridges. His Perfect. fucking drinking problem. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's just like, Still I literally can't right drink. Yeah. Face. That movie, dude, like, I remember as a kid, I, I think I can clearly look back and watch it mm-hmm. now, where... I watch it and I'm like, the reason that it's funny is because that sense of just like random, like Mm -hmm. anything goes. Yeah. Anything goes. As many jokes as you can get in. Yeah. As quickly as you can. For no reason. No reason. And and yeah, a lot of absurd humor, just stuff that... It's, Stuff that's almost surreal. It's a lot of surreal sort of moments where yeah. you're like, what the fuck is yeah. happening? Yeah. But, but I remember as a kid, it's like watching it. And now I can look back and be like, it's kind of like they let a kid make a movie. It is kind of like it's that. It's like if there was a grown-up with a sense of humor of a child yeah. and they got to make a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were just like, anything goes for any reason at any time. Yeah. I love Airplane mm-hmm. so much. And of course, you know, as a grown-up, you go back and watch it, and it's like just so full of innuendo and all kinds a of stuff. A lot of sexual innuendo, and yeah. all of these movies we're mentioning. Oh, a yeah. A lot of it. It's just like you get it on a different level as an adult. Oh, yeah. There's I, definitely some of those that I, I couldn't watch at home. Like yeah. I couldn't watch like the... The Hot Shots movies at home. I had to watch those oh, at yeah. friend's house and stuff like that. They were a little bit naughtier. Remember when he when he fries that egg on her yeah. stomach? <laughs> That's amazing. I remember as a kid watching that and just being like, I don't understand, but this is kind of gross and funny. That's the whitest white part of the eye I've ever seen. <laughs> Thanks. I floss. <laughs> what? I floss. <laughs> <Yeah>. What? <laughs> Dude, that stuff I, I I loved so much as a kid, man. I I never I never didn't watch that. Mm-hmm. I need to watch Airplane again. It's probably been a solid, um, solid decade I'll tell you since what. I've seen that. I I mean, some people might disagree, but I've watched uh, some. I've watched Airplane recently. I saw um, Naked Gun recently. What about Spy Hard? Spy Hard, actually, it's hilarious. My wife loves uh, Spy Hard and Dracula no. Dead and loving it. Is your wife the only woman who thinks Lizzie Nielsen is awesome? She absolutely loves all That's those the movies. only woman of all time. Oh, really? If our oh, Liz- there if- are other women. My, Dude, my grandmother loves them. Really? Yeah. I've never met any female that likes Lizzie Nielsen. Oh, man. Um, uh, our listeners, please chime in on the Facebook group. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure we have tons. Yeah, and rate and review on who- iTunes. Yeah, 100% rate and review on iTunes. But I'm sure we have tons of female listeners that liked... Those movies. I'm glad to hear that because Leslie Nielsen is a goddamn national treasure. He is. He's perfect. It's weird when you see him in uh, serious roles. Oh, yeah. He used to be in those old, like, beach movies and stuff. Yeah, he did. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, I need to watch those again. Did you ever watch um, uh, Jane Austen's Mafia? Man, that Moore. was late. It's in that later, career. Yeah, but it's totally the same vibe. It is the same vibe. It was like, um, I think it was at a point where I was just past those movies i guess dude it's funny i bet it is i'm sure it is no wait is is that the one where there's a guy doing the uh godfather impression and he has like cotton balls in his uh you're thinking of men oh, in tights that's men in tights yes, that's men right tights. okay i think one of the funniest parts in mafia is that part where uh dude gets like blown up in a car explosion uh-huh. and like he's all burnt head to toe mm-hmm. but he shows up to this like funeral and everybody is just like so grossed out at how he looks and stuff. <laughs> and he's got this beautiful nurse with him, and she's like, slice, <laughs> she's like slicing up an apricot for him at this funeral, <laughs> and like everybody's watching, and they're just super grossed out at how gross this guy looks. And she like slips a little piece of it into his mouth, and he's like, 
Oh, oh. And everybody, like everybody at this funeral, starts like projectile vomiting. Okay. And then Perfect. at some point, yes, like, even, the <laughs> there's like some horses there for some reason, and like the horses start vomiting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. Like that kind of humor as a kid was just so awesome to me because I kind of felt like there's grown-ups that laugh at the same stuff that yeah. I do. I think that was a lot of it too, because like th- yeah. I think I now you that when Harry meets, meets Sally as a kid, and you're like, Ugh. yeah. I think a lot of what it was that time I was watching Naked Gun that I was dying laughing is that uh, I was watching it with my grandfather, yeah, and my grandfather and I had both been like laughing at the same thing, yeah, yeah, and it was I think oh, the tight. first time that it was like, oh, like the stuff I think's funny, like other adults think is funny yeah. too. Makes you feel grown up, even yeah. though it's a real immature, stupid movie. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe that was it. That's tight, man. Mm-hmm. Those comedies are important, man. They 100% are. Um, <laughs> I'm going to name... Uh, I, I I really did grow up just watching horror movies all the time. Yeah? So, like, uh, I, I don't want to name a horror movie. Um, so, I, I know for sure all the time um, I watched... Tiny Toons, How I Spent My uh, Summer Vacation. Yes, dude. We watched that a million times. So did Specifically, we. the summer it came out, I remember just watching it over and over. We would hit Movie Magic up and get that yeah. every possible chance that we could get. Summer Vacation is fucking awesome. And it still holds up. I watched it like a year oh, or two. It? Yeah, I watched it like two years ago. And it's I mean, still Tiny Toons is still great. Yeah, I imagine it is, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Man, it's so good. Uh-huh. There's a car. There's a car. car. There's a car. car. Uh-huh. They pick up that serial killer. Yeah, this guy like the <laughs> hockey mask. He's yeah. like pork chops, ham hocks, bacon. Uh huh. <laughs> Revving up that chainsaw and stuff. Dude, it's good. And there's uh-huh. the whole like deliverance scene in there too. Yeah, it's floating down the river. Yeah, like I mean, but I mean, God, it was so good. Those cartoons, the Tiny Toons and Animaniacs yep. and stuff, were obviously also aimed at adults. Absolutely. Like you go back and watch them, and it's like okay, like. Uh, just like their predecessors, just like the original uh, Looney Tunes, Looney stuff, Tunes yeah. cartoon stuff. Um, they don't do that anymore. If you watch any of the new yeah. W, like Warner Brothers stuff, they they sort of just eliminate all the adult humor yeah. along with it, and it just well, and that's the thing it too, ruins is the characters. It's like even, I know Bugs Bunny would say something, yeah, creepy here, <laughs> and it's not even like adult humor, like. I don't know, like hidden innuendo and jokes and stuff like that. It's like, you remember on like Animaniacs and on Tiny Toons and all that stuff, uh-huh. there would be like references to like The Godfather and like yeah. all these classic they just, adult movies. Yeah, and, they it would just be like, the kids will either get it or they'll get it later. Yeah. They'll, they'll be like, think it's I a funny remember voice. this from Tiny Toons. Yeah, and that's how so much of my like later teenage and adulthood was like. Because, uh, you know, I, again, I grew up super sheltered. And so uh-huh. I hadn't watched a lot of movies and listen to a lot of different you know uh explicit music and stuff like Ooh. that so whenever i i found this stuff i was like oh my god they totally talked about this on tiny tunes mm-hmm. or animaniacs or yeah. whatever it's um, awesome i mean without without those early looney tunes none of us would have been introduced to like half the classical and jazz music we were introduced oh to. dude that that too and again yeah. that's that's kind of like i feel like another giant loss in kids animation and stuff yeah. these days is that yeah, you're right. Like the Looney Tunes stuff, the Animaniacs stuff, they would take classical pieces and redub them with mm. even even like some educational fucking tunes and stuff that were just clever and funny enough to actually stick in your head. Yeah. So much good stuff, dude. I think they were doing that just to be cheap, though. 
<laughs> like probably they didn't want to so. pay somebody to compose yeah, the music. Yeah, just royalty free, just fucking yeah. whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I hear that. Yeah, How I Spent My Summer Vacation is one of my favorites, dude. And, and like I said, still totally holds up. The animation is beautiful. Babs Bunny totally had a uh-huh. crush on her. Oh yeah. How does that work? Oh, uh, I don't understand. Well, she walks on two legs. Okay. Does that help? Well, if it does. She has real big feet. Huge I don't. Feet. Is that a problem? Big ears. Is there a guy out there that would see a woman's feet and be like, oh, too big? I mean, apparently, you know about the whole fucking bound feet Chinese oh, thing. Oh, right. Man, Kate was also, showing me some shit about that lately. Thing. Wait, what? Yeah, she was showing me some stuff about like the history oh, no. of like, the Pictures? bound like, Chinese foot. More illustrations than anything. Oh, okay. It was bad enough to like really churn my stomach over, though. Mm, yucko. The, the lotus foot, it's called. Yeah. It's gross. There are a lot of dudes into feet, but I don't know what particular element they're into. So maybe a Bigfoot's a good thing? I don't know, man. It ain't me. Would, you be, would that be a size king? Quentin Tarantino seems to be. He's real into feet, that Quentin Tarantino. You know, and I, Uma Thurman's got big feet. I came home the All other right. night from maybe the studio, we're it out. and Kate was watching a Kill Bill 1, uh-huh. and so I caught some of it. That's still one of my favorite movies of all time. Ever. Yeah, it's a real oh, good one. It's mm-hmm. so good. There's a lot of Uma Thurman foot in that. Uh-huh. I could a lot wear of shoes. Way There's a big. lot of foot in general, because you also get yeah. uh, Lucy Liu's feet yep. a good bit. Yep, yep, yep. Quite a bit of foot uh-huh. action in there. Now, I will also say that, you know, a, a, a film franchise that dominated my childhood was just the Indiana Jones movies, dude. They, yeah. were, always, they were always there. And yeah. it's like, I remember, like we said, more than any of them mm-hmm. watching um, Last Crusade. Maybe because it's the best one that I remember it the most. Yeah. But it's definitely one uh, series of flicks that I remember watching so much as a kid. And it's like, dude, as a kid... When you're watching this like wholesome action adventure movie and you see those Nazis' faces melt off and stuff, you're like, that yeah. makes a mark on you, dude. You those are the bad shit. guys. We're the good guys. Yeah, we melt Nazi faces. Some people forgot about that apparently. And they just grab some tiki torches. Yeah, get them polos out. I guess <laughs> maybe they didn't watch. You know what? Maybe, maybe they, they never saw an Indiana Jones. Those are probably like the know. kids whose parents didn't let them watch movies and TV growing up. <laughs> Or it really play video could games because how could they have it gone through any of those three things and not thought like, well, Nazis are obviously bad. Yeah, exactly. Let your kids play Wolfenstein. Uh-huh. Let them watch fucking Indiana Jones. Goddamn right. Let them listen to Slayer. Hear about how gross some Nazis were. Uh huh. Then they'll know. It's like, oh, this is the bad stuff. Boom. There you go. Yeah, you might be onto something. There, I might be. Yeah, I remember always watching these movies and. You know, again, just the soundtracks, man, the look. It's just uh-huh. a perfect, like, Saturday afternoon adventure movie. It is. It is. Because it's bright a lot of the times, yep. like, it, out in the desert. Yep. Bright. It just reminds me of summer. I exactly. remember watching. Yeah, totally. Absolutely so. Last Crusade a lot during one particular summer. Yeah. You know? And it's like all of our moms thought Harrison Ford was such a hunk that they'd, oh, yeah. they'd watch anytime. And, and they weren't wrong. They weren't wrong. <laughs> He's a good looking dude. So anytime they were, you know, these movies were on, well, they'd sit there and watch them with us and stuff, too. They're just very fucking hard to hate, in my opinion. We'll get into that during our review section here. All right. But to me, they're just very hard to hate movies. And yeah, I just I always remember watching these and just really, really, really digging them, man. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just can't help it. Um, I dug one of them in particular. Yeah. The other two. Kalima. That was it. Everybody's favorite oh, Temple of Shatide. Doom. Day. No, just just Last Crusade. I remember watching The Adventures of Young Indiana Jones on the TV. Oh, that was actually pretty good. Yeah. 
Do you remember, um, damn, dude, there was a Muppet Babies episode that had a scene in it that kind of like a yes, wasn't Doom. one of the twins? Wasn't he? Like, I can't remember. I just remember in my head, like it oh, made wait, me no, feel yeah, really Kermit weird. Was, Kermit was Indiana Jones for sure. Obviously, yeah, I remember this. Yes, I remember. It just made me feel really. I weird remember Gonzo a wearing kid. a fez. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like in my head, it's probably like eight million times darker than it really was. It probably wasn't that dark. Probably it couldn't have been on Muppet Babies or something. But in my head, I what if we it was really went weird. back and watched Muppet Babies and that shit was crazy? Because I don't remember any of it. I just remember the characters and I remember Nanny's legs. Yeah, Nanny's socks. What yeah. if, like, while it was on, it was just the characters like doing some hand motions to hypnotize us, and then Nanny would come <laughs> in and be like, <laughs> and in our brains we read it backwards, and yeah. it was like. Uh, Nazis are okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking That's programming. What it was. We Holy figured shit. it out. It the has Muppet been babies. an eternity since I watched that shit. Yeah, I don't remember any of it, honestly. Uh, I just remember how it looked. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. I bet it is. Might be some sort of Nazi brainwashing. But I've always had these movies, and of course they've they've also been parodied and aped in mm-hmm. every franchise oh, ever. Yeah. I want to say at one point Kermit ran from the big boulder or something too. Oh, definitely that yeah. had to have happened, yeah. But they're just in in absolutely everything because so much of the mm-hmm. stuff in this is just so fucking fun and iconic to see, yeah. man. It's really Before, stuck with us. Um, just uh, I think yesterday I watched. There's a Venture Brothers episode that is kind of Raiders of the Lost Ark esque, yeah. but it it also plays. There's a way different. Uh, like the story is going on sort of in the background and it sort of plays out with a different frame and plays out backwards too. Oh. It's real interesting. Venture Brothers is one of the best shows on TV, but I've never really watched it. You got to watch it. Everybody told me so. It's amazing. Damn. Mm-hmm. But I'm, no- I'm noticing as I drink this uh this vodka and soda here. Uh-huh. I think my ice in my freezer tastes funny. Does it? Do you notice that? Hmm. Yours melted over what does there. What it taste like? Man, that's one of those things I always remember as a kid is like going over, and maybe this is just me being a fucking lunatic, weird person. I always remember going over to like my friends' houses and like their ice would taste different than mine at home. Yes. Yeah. It, and it like smells weird. And you're like, how do you not smell how weird this smells? A lot of people, I remember because um, I lived out in the country, yeah. Talbot, Tennessee. Oh, yes, yeah, same. Uh, a lot of people's houses you go to, they'd have wells yeah, on the uh, property. Some well water. Yeah. Sometimes it'd be very metallic smelling. Sometimes it could be very yeah. irony. Irony. Yeah. But man, these days I think it tastes great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Case grandparents best. have a well system on their house. It's fucking awesome. No water pressure, but the water's delicious. Delicious. Yeah, I think this ice smells kind of funky. Mm. Maybe maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just you, but uh, it tastes to me like uh, vodka, seltzer, and lime. Oh. Yeah. Well, it could be worse. It could be for sure. It's weird that it's milk. <laughs> you guys think left on your childhood list there, Steve Reno? Uh, not really, but honorable mention, Evil Dead and Night Run Elm Street series. Because oh, watch them all the time. See, that's just become like my adult fuel, where it's like yeah. I never watched that stuff as a kid. Yeah. But as a, as a grown man, I'll watch, uh-huh. I'll watch any Elm Street any yeah. day of the week, any time. Friday the 13th is the same. You know what? That's the thing is that I'm kind of finding out that I'm a late in life Friday Thirteenth guy. Yeah, yeah. I think I actually like the Thirteenth series more than Elm Street. Yeah, it's because uh, Elm Street, Elm Street is a thinker. 
and Friday the 13th is never. No, it's just a watcher. <laughs> it's just a watch. Watch it play out. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the main subject of today's show is, of course, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh-huh. The first in the Indiana Jones trilogy, of which there are only three movies. The only three. Only three. And never and, shall and there be any more unless that Chris Pratt is playing him. Is that right? I think that's the law. Yeah. Yeah. Or unless you count Young Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. Young Indiana Jones. Okay. That totally counts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, of course, is the first in the uh, in the franchise there that introduces to the character of Indiana Jones, played by Harrison Fjord, <laughs> and uh, directed by one Steve Spielberg, co-written by him and old Jorge Lucas. Uh, and Philip Kaufman as Philip well. Kaufman, mm-hmm. who that is? Uh, he's one of the producers. There's also Larry Kasdan uh, had a good bit to do with the story yeah. development. But yeah... Um, it is. It's a dream team. You would think Steven Spielberg. He's uh, he's off of Jaws. Yeah. Um, George Lucas, fresh off of uh, the Star War, New Hope. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they were actually filming this and um, Empire Strikes Back around the same time. No doubt. Yeah. So that's. Could you imagine just being those two dudes, just your fucking dicks dragging the ground and being like, "I'm yeah. a, I'm making Empire. That's cool. I'm yeah. making Indiana Jones. That's you, cool. I can basically just do whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously, that's insane. That is insane. It's it, I, What's insane to me is uh, that this only actually had an $18 million budget. Holy shit. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. It's, it was a risk. I mean, they back were, then, them, you know, yeah. you gotta you gotta equate for uh, inflation and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But still, still eighteen million dollars. You would expect it would have been more with those two guys behind it. Wow. Um. So you know, it's interesting. I do. Uh, after reading about that and reading about some of the production, like, yeah. you can kind of see where they, uh, they use some of what we would uh, have talked about in the past with horror movies, where. A lot of the effects and stuff, they just show it real quick. Yeah. Because it's actually cheap. It's not done really expensive because they yeah. didn't have as much of the budget full on, as you might the expect. illusion would be yeah. ruined and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, that means Steven Spielberg's perfect because uh, with Jaws, he yeah. also, like, I mean, he had a great budget for Jaws, definitely. Yeah, but the damn shark broke. So yeah. Like, so well, most of the money it. was going into fixing this yeah. shark all the time, and they had to do a lot of those same sort of things. And there's a lot of stuff in this movie that, you, that happens off camera. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that, a lot of stuff is just mentioned. Really show you. Yeah. Yeah. Even like the guy getting chopped up in the plane and stuff. Yeah, you just see the spurt of blood up yeah. onto the Nazi It's like that, that, is, that is a 15 cent effect. Yeah. That's 100%. It. You don't even have to do good blood because it's from far enough away. You could just yeah. use ketchup. Yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. 18 million bucks. And from what I understand with... Like adjusted to inflation, this movie made something like seven hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah, at the time, in today money, like in in the time money, it was three hundred ninety million. So yeah, today money, it's it's big bucks. That's insane, dude. Yeah, that's amazing. So um, you know, we we've got some some people here that uh, are stars now. Yeah. But at the time, I mean, Harrison Ford, he had been in a few things before uh, New Hope. In yeah. the New Hope, everybody loved Han Solo for some reason. Because <laughs> he's awesome. Ugh, he's a dick. <laughs> anyway, You're a dick. Um, and so he's he's got that for going for him. Yeah, like this is the thing we see a lot today, where like somebody just made a big movie and now they get their big starring role. And a lot of people crash and burn at totally. that. Yeah, and he fucking nails it. Oh my god, he started playing one iconic role after another. Yeah. yeah. 
And honestly, they're all mostly just Harrison Ford. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much, dude. It's like, what he's are you talking about? Like, Han or fucking Indiana or Deckard or yeah. the, president the president of the United States. Of the United States. <laughs> he's to today, he is known as a cantankerous uh, pothead. Yeah. Uh, I would say that is the role he's always had. I think he somebody was cantankerous can pothead from the beginning. Things. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got some other good people in this fleet too though yeah we do for sure um, some of them playing ethnicities that yeah, they that, don't belong to that are not their own yeah <laughs> we got John Reese davies playing an Egyptian man <laughs> for reasons but, hey, unknown let's be fair he also plays a dwarf in Lord of the Rings and nobody's up in arms on that one that's true man he ain't short the, dwarf, the dwarven guilds aren't mad at us off in the mountains you got a good point yeah um we have uh, Karen uh, Allen, yep. who is from Animal House, basically. Okay, yeah. I mean, she had done a couple of other things. Animal House, I think it was a big role before this. And she... She plays Marion, right? She is Marion. I think of her as Bill Murray's girlfriend from Scrooged. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That's true. That's a good one. I like Scrooge. I, you know what? Um, Scrooge is one I, I think I saw a lot as a kid, too. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Played, her, played a lot on uh, HBO, I remember. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um... But Karen Allen, she's great in this. Yeah, she, she's awesome. I don't think the character is as um, badass as she plays it. Okay. So you, All right. that's the thing that you know, like when you when we start talking about it, uh, I'll point out where I think it's obvious that the character is a weak character. Okay. But she plays her so badass that we all remember her as a badass. So you're saying if this was in the hands of a different actress, it might not have come across as awesome as it does. Stress like, yeah, exactly. Right on. Um, so she's awesome. We also have, uh, uh, what's his name? He played uh, Doctor Octopus. Oh yeah, shit, Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina. He's yeah, in he's the only. In, yeah, 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 that's right. One of his first roles. Yeah, I forgot he was in this. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dangle Doc Ock, man. man. I mean, honestly, we could go through her name. Like this, there's a lot of people in there. There are a lot of people in this, and some of these people are on their early roles. So, like, it's really good casting. Mm-hmm. Like, it's obvious they were able to use that smaller budget, considering how much travel and, and big effects and stuff that they would have. Smaller budget to to find people who would didn't have a lot under their belt, but were obviously good. Yeah, and I yeah. I do think this is one of those movies that really hinges its power on having the right cast for the mm-hmm. job. I think yeah. if this was just a bunch of scrubs or a bunch of nobodies, this oh, would yeah, be... Oh, it wouldn't work. No, this would just mm-hmm. be a total just throw it in the trash can mm-hmm. kind of flick, but uh, it really does hold up just based on the performances and stuff. And the fucking goddamn iconic soundtrack. Yeah, John Williams man. really brings it. I mean, just... He's the sound of movies. Yeah. John Williams is what movies sound like. He really is. You know? Like, so many of those early iconic films um it's john so, williams like you, yeah you, like i think john williams is maybe what drags you into some of them because you yeah. hear that sound and you're like oh this is like all those other things i love yeah exactly which so, are probably other john williams things exactly and the thing is is like there, there's a lot of movies where like one thing that i hate about a soundtrack uh-huh. in a movie is when it is telling you exactly how you should feel about what's going on on screen Right, and that's this is more the the sound uh, that he brings is more the, it it's about the adventure that's yeah. going on. Well, to me, it's like you watch this movie with his soundtrack, and you're like, yeah, this is exactly how I feel right now. Yeah, 
Like he's he, like reading your mind. He but he brings out the like you get like the uh anytime you see the Nazis, the almost Darth Vader type of sound. Very yeah. much, yeah, the major yeah. thirds in melody. Um, right, yeah. But also like so much of it is like upbeat and you're what you're seeing is two people beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. But the adventure that he brings to it with the music is yeah. like, oh, this is fun. Yeah, Yay. dude. <laughs> Absolutely so. Yeah, once you hear the score in this, you'll you'll never forget it. No. Ever. It is one of the most iconic and heroic soundtracks of all time. But, of course, I'm not just talking about dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Yeah. Like, all the other minor soundtrack stuff. And, uh-huh. and even, too, like, the way that, if you'll really pay attention, there's all these different, like, minor key versions of the theme uh-huh. that are happening during, like, the more, like, kind of down parts yeah. of the movie and stuff. It's a beautifully crafted soundtrack. That, like I said, doesn't tell you how to feel, yeah. but... It, you end up just agreeing with it. Yeah, that's how I'm supposed to feel. I know it. Yeah. Because it's how I feel. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Also, the sound design mm-hmm. in this movie is legendary. And I'll yeah. maintain, dude, the best punch sound effects <laughs> of anything ever. Man, somebody is fucking nailing a watermelon with a with a chamois wrapped around their, dude, their fist. Dude, apparently the deal is it was like a, a, a pile of leather coats getting whacked with a bat. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And... I love I love Foley art. That's one of those things, man, that like uh-huh. I think is perpetually so fascinating. I remember watching when I was a kid, man. Do you remember there was a show? Fuck, what channel? Probably Discovery Channel. There's a show called Movie Magic. Do you remember that? Yes, I, the Foley art ep- episode is what you're talking about. Yeah. Yep. I remember what you're talking about. Dude, exactly. Yes. <laughs> like when you started talking about it, that's what fo- the images from that yep. flashed into my mind yep. immediately. And like that show, of course, they were talking about like a lot of, they talked about a lot of horror movies and yeah. stuff. And of course, I had never seen any of them, but I just remember thinking, man, alive, that looks so fucking sick. It was so metal. <laughs> but yeah, the Foley episode where they were talking about how they achieve. Yeah. Yeah, those sound effects are just and like break, breaking some celery. celery and yeah. Stuff. And like uh, smashing uh, a car hood. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> dude. This is what you had to say. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we dude. have the exact same memory. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, yeah, smashing the car. Like by just actually smashing a car hood. Yeah. Like some of the sounds were like, yeah, well, that's how you do that, of course. Uh-huh. And then other things, it's like, Wait, so you just like layer these things together yeah. and you get that? That's you just cool. jam your hand in a, a jar of mayonnaise? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the sound? Uh-huh. What? <laughs> what kind of movie were they talking about? <laughs> Dude, that, that show just blew my mind. And ever since I, I remember watching that, it was just like, man, that's so cool. I wonder how they make those sound effects happen. And, and of course, you can go on IMDb and read all day about how they made some of the sound effects or some of the stuff. But some of it is just so fucking clever where mm-hmm. like... The sound of the bowler, the big boulder rolling after Indiana in the intro, mm-hmm. is just like a guy was going down a, a gravel driveway in his Honda Civic, and it was like, "Oh, that's the noise!" Oh man! So he had like a mobile microphone, microphone, and just like mic'd up the sound of his Honda rolling uh, down gravel, and that's the sound of that boulder rolling after Indiana. Holy shit! I mean, it's just so much cool stuff like that, dude. Yeah. Um. Man, that's awesome! Like, yeah, yeah I, I, I thought that episode in particular yeah. would all like that's always been in my mind. Anytime totally. I hear uh, something that just reminds me, like, oh right, they had to make that sound. Yeah, that's what I think of is like them breaking the celery yep. and hitting the hood and like all of that. Fucking awesome! That's awesome. Um, so yeah, it sounds awesome in this. Um, it's uh, you know the makeup effects. And the hell yeah, um, 
I guess that end is sort of stop motion where the the faces melt. Yeah, the melting stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those are all cool. They still stand up because Absolutely it's practical. So. But uh, you also have some you have some elements where it's blue screen and uh, uh, I think they were going because they're they're obviously trying to emulate 1930s and 40s like yeah. serials and, and absolutely a lot radio, of those. radio dramas and, and stuff. blue screen was the technology of the time and when they did this there were better technologies in fact lucas was using a much better uh screening technology for filming empire yeah yeah uh so it was available to them i think it was an aesthetic choice to use the blue screen uh even green screen technology was developed by this point so wow. it could have been more uh, clean, like you know, when they're uh, at the end, when they're on the, or uh, when it's showing Indy when they're digging and and getting up the Ark of the Covenant, yeah. And the background behind them is obviously fake, like the lightning and stuff. Oh, and then also right. when they're on the mountaintop later, it kind of looks like a uh, poltergeist, like yeah. the swirling clouds and poltergeist. Yeah. Aside from that, all of the effects hold up, and I think yeah, that good. effect is an aesthetic choice. And right? I even so that's still fine with me i even really love the way that the, the like ghost things that come out of the art yeah they look cool i think they look fucking rad yeah I mean, they're essentially just cartoons or something yeah, i guess yeah i think they look really fucking cool it's yeah. like it makes it seem more like surreal and spooky and yeah like, it's already weird. weird enough at that point that like yeah. if it looked too clear it might it just wouldn't fit probably ruin i don't it. think yeah it would probably mess it up because like a lot of the stuff like you see uh indiana uh, jones is he steals one of the trucks and drives like one of the jeeps like uh pushes it off the side of a cliff yeah and you see it and it's obviously a model and then a painting yeah there's like, a lot of matte paintings and stuff but it movie. looks really good yeah like so i wouldn't do it any differently That's i think the thing, it looks dude. cool it's easy to forget that this movie is fucking 37 years old oh yeah it's easy it to forget easy that. It's easy to forget that, yeah. You know? And it's like, really, honestly, it looks better than a lot of movies that are in theaters uh, right the fuck now. And I, I watched it on uh, Blu-ray quality, like, yeah. and it, like, still looks good. Yeah, it really does, man. It's a yeah. gorgeous-looking movie. Some of the things that did stand out that I had trouble with, okay, uh, uh, as far as the makeup goes, uh, didn't have anything to do with how the makeup looks. But the fact that the makeup was applied to say a bunch of white dudes to make <laughs> them look brown, yeah, this is and one in particular yeah. where a stuntman was they applied uh, Asian eyes makeup to him oh. and a large nose. Really, uh, he's one of the bodyguards that Dietrich has when he first comes into the bar. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a white Englishman who looks nothing like that, and it's. It's a, it's a problem. It's I don't a problem. I think dude. when you could easily just be like, "Hey, Asian actor, you want to make a few dollars for a non-speaking yeah. role?" Like, that's the thing, dude. Is like we we've come a, a little ways. Yeah. Since then, not mm-hmm. a long ways. We've come a little ways in terms of representation yeah. in movies and stuff. A little, not enough. Uh. Uh-uh. But it just blows my mind how back then they were just like, whatever, just put a white guy in makeup. Mm-hmm. Like, why even do the why? makeup? Why can't he just... He could have just been a white dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's totally. with a German guy. He could have been another German officer. Boom. There you go. But no, we want to put this Chinese makeup on you. <laughs> the fuck? Why? <laughs> I just don't understand it, dude. It's like, you you can't tell me that like they could not find an Asian actor. Yeah. 
Because they, they have Egyptian Asian actors actor. at other points. But yeah. in a lot of the a lot of the moments where uh, you can actually see can, like particular faces, even if they're not characters, but yeah. where you can see particular faces a number of times, it's just a white dude in brown face. God. But like when it's large groups, they actually use like uh, at one point I think they're in uh, the Middle East or uh, maybe yeah, even yeah. Egypt. I'm not sure, but yeah, yeah. there's a large group in the background, and they're all obviously actually from the area. Oh, well, there's also a time traveler in the area too. Is that right? Yeah. After that scene where India is like uh, the whole like basket chase scene and uh-huh. stuff, Indy's sitting at a table in the market, and he's drinking like some whiskey or something from uh-huh. from a glass. And there's all these, like you said, just kind of like native-looking uh, Middle Eastern people behind him. Uh-huh. There's one dude who walks through the shot that's wearing like jeans and like a modern shirt. What? Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. Actually, I have a picture of it on my phone that I'll grab. For oh you. man, um, but yeah, like we'll post this on the Instagram page. Got it. Got it. It's pretty fucking awesome. Fucking time traveler. But yeah, like you, you have all those moments where it's like, well, they could have just asked one of these guys to do this role or like. There's your picture right there, right next to the whiskey bottle. Left side of the screen. <laughs> there's, like, there's a is dude walking like a through the scene. production assistant I, or Well, something? the funny thing is, is if you watch the guy, he's kind of like looking around side to side like, what the what? fuck's going what on is- here? <laughs> so it's like, I don't know what the deal is with this dude, but he's he's there. There's some funny goofs in this movie, yeah. dude. There's yeah. some good stuff. Well, uh, let me just talk a little uh, about how this came to be, the development of it. Basically, in, in 1973, George Lucas wrote uh, a script called The Adventures of Indiana Smith. Indiana, that does not have a fucking ring it to it. It doesn't. Smith. Uh, and like he, what he wanted to do was a modern version of the 1930s and 40s serials that, yeah. that he grew up on. Action and adventure. Yeah, which also, you know, uh, uh, inspired Star Wars. So like sure, he, yeah. he was very much inspired by those things. A logical extension of his inspirations. Um, so... He was in Hawaii after uh, A New Hope came out. He was in Hawaii trying to escape the fame, I guess. Look out. And Steven Spielberg was in Hawaii uh, also just escaping the fame. Look out. And they uh, started talking, and Spielberg said that he wanted to do a Bond film. Like, that he was really interested in directing a Bond. Well, he wanted to do Bond particularly. Oh, just specifically Bond. Um, And Lucas convinced him that he had something better than Bond. Look out. Uh, and so Spielberg, um, Spielberg and Lucas got to talking. Lucas said he had it was a trilogy because everything in his mind is three <laughs> things. Hey, he was kind of ahead of the time in that. That's true. But uh, he told him it was a trilogy, and Spielberg didn't want to do a trilogy because he thought like, oh, it's going to be so much work. You know, p- how about a quadrilogy? <laughs> oh, even better. Yeah. Um, he thought it's going to be uh, so much work. You know, uh, writing those scripts and stuff, and then yeah. Lucas convinced him that he had already written all three scripts lied to him um <laughs> sick and in fact he had nothing written when it came time to do temple of doom fake it till you make it yeah. dude that hey it worked well it kind of shows when you get to temple of doom and you're like oh yeah they didn't really have <laughs> yeah. anything going here yeah, steven spielberg was like i like that girl let's put her in a movie and then he married her so it worked i guess really yeah he married what's her name i didn't know that well, yeah. what's her name uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, so uh, this basically came together by... Uh, they spent uh, George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, Philip Kaufman, and, and uh, Larry Kasdan yeah. 
spent like uh, five or six days together, nine hours a day hashing out this story. Good God. Um, which uh, it should be more elaborate for what they, they well, put no, into it. Well, no, that's the thing, man. That's the thing about writing, and that's the thing about coming up with these new worlds is that like so much of it goes in the drain. Like when people find out how much you might make for selling a script, they might think, "Oh, that's so much money," but so much of your work just doesn't go onto the page even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what they did was they recorded the transcripts of everything they were doing, and then uh, Philip Kaufman took it. And wrote up a script, like a real quick script. So they just recorded themselves bullshitting, talking about what should happen, and then this guy sifted through it. Yep. That sounds horrible. <laughs> it's, yeah, screenwriting's not the best. Um, so <laughs> he turned it into uh, pretty much what we would end up seeing. Uh, Spielberg gets the credit for changing it to Indiana Jones. Okay. Because he had the vision of like a man who didn't sound like he was going down the street to, I don't know, uh, become the governor of Indiana. Yeah. Indiana Smith, vote for me. Oh, Indiana Smith. Well, apparently Jones was the name of like Lucas's dog. Oh, that's interesting. It's oh, either oh, no, Luke Indiana was the name of Lucas's no, dog. No, no, no. That's, that's, that's the joke in uh, Last Crusade. We yeah. named the dog Indiana. Yeah, I thought they did that no, joke because that was the name of Lucas's Jones dog. Jones was the name of the dog. Do Yeah, it's either Lucas or Spielberg's dog. I can't remember. It was, One Luke, of them had a it was Lucas for sure because okay. the dog was also the inspiration for Chewbacca. Indiana was the name of like a fucking... Damn it, who was it? Uh, oh, I just watched this. Yeah, it was some a character. A blind blues player. No, it was like some like movie movie character that like fucking Rock Hudson or somebody. Oh, uh, okay. All right. It's not Rock Hudson. I'm wrong about that. I know. Don't no, gracious. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is inspired by a ton of things for sure. Uh, Indiana Jones is inspired by Humphrey Bogart in Treasure of Sierra Madre. Uh, the overall aesthetic it draws a lot from Charlton Heston's uh, character in Secret of the Incas. Yeah. But the thing that's most interesting to me... The most interesting influence is Carl Banks' Uncle Scrooge comics, and specifically his The Seven Cities of Sibylla comic. Now, tell me about this. Uncle Scrooge. You know Uncle Scrooge, man. Scrooge the duck. duck. Scrooge fucking McDuck. Okay, so this is something that Kate was talking about uh -huh. as we were watching the movie together yeah, the other night. Yeah, this is DuckTales, man. She said that the, the entire opening sequence, mm -hmm. the iconic, you know, swapping out the idol for the yeah. little bag of sand yeah. the boulder chase was straight out of fucking yeah uh, yeah scrooge mcduck uh -huh. comic and i was like i said woman oh no what are you talking about oh no did you tell her to get back in the kitchen I said get back in there mm. and as we've discussed before women should stay out of the kitchen yeah because that's where i am cooking yeah that's my zone yeah I get, said, out. get out of that kitchen <laughs> no so that's that's a thing huh yeah yeah, it's for real. I mean, uh, those old school uh, uh, Uncle Scrooge comics, uh, pretty awesome and pretty influential, surprisingly, well, if you damn. start reading about people who uh, were drawing from them. So, um, and I'll also say, too, that like in addition to its inspiration, this movie inspired 
Oh yeah, so much shit, dude. It's uh, like Tomb without Raider? this, dude, you don't you don't get Uncharted. Yeah, yeah I, actually, I was gonna get yeah. to those because seriously, yeah. like those games are Indiana actually, Jones games. And beyond that, so many video games because like oh, just God, the yes. fact of the way that they they deal with like him fighting the Nazis and stuff. I was like, oh, this is old Call of Duty, like old Battlefield Absolutely. games, etc. Yeah. yeah, but it also inspired so many other movies like. Romancing the Stone and yeah. stuff like that. 100%. Yeah, this kind of created the, I would just call it adventure movie Yeah, the round-the-world adventure type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Not action movie. Of course, that was the thing before. Yeah. But adventure, going somewhere in uh-huh. search of something. Yeah. Yeah, this kind of put it on the map, really. Do we have a lot of those anymore? Like, because the... I can't... That's a good question. Surely Think there are. of a lot. If there are, I probably haven't seen them. I mean, the Tomb Raider movies... <laughs> that's a good point yeah I guess there's that yeah the movie that inspired the video game that inspired the movie <laughs> that inspired the reboot that inspired the movie and it all comes from Uncle Scrooge I think so yeah that's cool man that's pretty interesting though yeah so um, I mean I guess let's just get into it talking about it like yeah. this movie it uh, in the opening we don't really see Indiana Jones, which I love, full on for a little bit. Yeah, it's probably three or four minutes in the movie yeah. that you actually have the reveal of uh-huh. Harrison Ford turning to the camera, so you can actually see who he is. Yeah. Up to that, it's just kind of like he's this sort of shady dude, sort of commanding these guys. Yeah. In this jungle, I love movies that just kind of start. Yeah. And you, you're in just media like, race. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, whoa. Where am I? Who are these people? What are we doing? Yeah. Who's that guy? But you kind of get the impression right away that this dude is like in charge of the situation. Mm-hmm. And then eventually he turns. And you're like, oh, man, this guy, he's stubbly. Yeah. He's got a nice leather jacket. Boy, he's the coolest. He's got a whip. Man, he just elbows a jukebox and then starts playing a song. Hey. Uh-huh. That had to be an inspiration, right? Had to be. <laughs> and yeah, of course, the whole, again, gigantically influential scene of him Swapping out the idol for the bag, yeah. the big boulder chases him and stuff. Unforgettable, man. And then also too, like, I love that he's all like super fucking cool and collected while they're like going into the the temple and stuff. Yeah. But then when he gets out and like all the natives are chasing after him and stuff, uh-huh. and he's just like screaming to the guy with the 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 plane. He's like, "Start the plane! Start the plane!" Like he's uh-huh. like losing his shit. It's yeah. kind of like you realize, like, okay, it kind of tells you everything you need to know about the character. It's like he plays so hard ass, but man. He gets himself into these situations. Uh-huh. Well, and then we almost immediately learn that uh, he's a ladies' man who's yeah. also a nerd. Because it yeah. cuts to him being a professor yeah. in a class dominated by female students. By the ladies. And one of them has Love You written in mascara on her eyelids. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, like you learn everything that you need to know about him, it seems. Right there in the beginning, he's he's yeah. uh, both a badass, a nerd, a ladies' man, and also uh, a bit of a dork. Yeah, yeah. But you know, the the whole thing about him though too is like, unlike like let's say James Bond, who is James Bond, and then yeah. when he's not James Bond, he's still James Bond. Yeah. It kind of makes Indiana Jones into like a, a superhero type yeah. character, where he's like he's got this one identity that's out. You know, uh, yeah. exploring and doing crazy fucking shit, stealing relics and yada yada. 
And then he's got this other personality that's him with like combed hair and a suit and glasses, and he's teaching a class. And yeah. I think that that's cool. That kind of duality of his character is yeah. classic superhero stuff. Well, it's what we, it's, I mean, it's the, when you have that type of hero, what you're appealing to is uh, the side of all of us that is boring. <laughs> Because yeah. we're all boring in yeah. a lot of ways. We all have to go work and we all have to... Yeah, everybody has to make money and stuff. Everybody's got to do the same That's uh, the human agreement stuff. that we've come to. Yeah, but we all want that other side where we're yeah. also, when we go home, doing badass shit. Exactly. So, yeah, that's it's exactly perfect. You immediately appeals. Yeah. Now, you were telling me earlier that you have some problems with the inconsistency of the character of Indiana Jones in I this do movie. have I some problems with about the inconsistencies of the character. Give me some more, as Buster Rhymes might have said. Okay, so give me some mo. Uh, give me some mo. Um, I think he has a dork element to him yeah. that comes out from time to time that they don't that doesn't play out in the other movies. But in this mo. particular movie, movie, uh, we get him his response to the "love you" um, on the the eyelids. Is is really like a dude who has never had a uh, a woman. That's true. The rug is kind of pulled out. Yeah, from he immediately's like, oh oh oh, 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 my penis. And it would make sense if he if he was you know, a Clark, nerd. Clark Kenting it and yeah, yeah. pretending to be this nerd, but he's not. It's true. Yeah, it's like yeah. he should have been like, whatever, fucking whatever. Yeah. Also, we have the real problematic inconsistency about his uh, his uh, ladies' manness. Okay, when we talk about his ten year ago relationship with Marion, the the daughter of of Doctor Ravenwood, mm-hmm. Marion Ravenwood, his his mentor that that vanished, but mm-hmm. he apparently hooked up with Ravenwood's Ravenwood's daughter yeah and so they said uh she says 10 years ago about their relationship 10 years ago okay she's, a grown, she's wife, a grown lady my wife who was watching it with me said how old is she and i said in my head how old is she yeah so we looked up of course we looked up uh karen allen thinking well that'll, that'll give us an idea late 20s maybe? she was 30 when they filmed okay, 30. this All right. so uh harrison ford was like 39 or something yeah and he by yeah. the way he looks great oh my she god looks great yeah fucking i like great. you find out she's 30 and it's like she looks like i uh-huh. seriously would have believed if you yeah. said she was 19 or 20 yeah like, she's super cute she's adorable um, and so my wife's question got me thinking, okay, so how old is she supposed to be in, the, she, in the movie, in the movie? Yeah. If she's 30 in the movie, as the actress playing her is, they hooked up when they were 20. She's 20. Not weird at all. Acceptable. He would have been, uh, he's supposed to be like 35 or something in this okay. movie. All right. So that's, you know, but all of those transcripts, <laughs> oh, no. I'm worried about what you're about to tell me. All those transcripts of their conversation have been published online. Oh, uh, you're talking about of the original Yeah, the original conversation between uh, Kasdan, Lucas, Spielberg, and, and uh, Philip Kaufman. And here's the conversation had about her age. I'm uh, already not liking this. Man, you're not going to love it. Kasdan, I like it if they already had a relationship at one point, because then you don't have to build it. Lucas. Which makes sense. Yeah. I was thinking that this old guy could have been his mentor. He could have known this little girl when she was just a kid, had an affair with her when she was 11. 
Uh, Kasdan, and he was 42. Lucas, he hasn't seen her in 12 years. Now she's 22. It's a real strange relationship. Uh, Spielberg, she had better be older than 22. <laughs> Lucas, he's 35, and he knew her 10 years ago when he was 25, and she was only 12. 12? It would be amusing to make her slightly young at the time. Spielberg, and promiscuous. It she would be came on to him. Amusing and promiscuous to think of a 12-year-old mm-hmm. coming on to a 25-year-old. Lucas, 15 is right on the edge. That's as high as you wanted to go. No. I know it's an outrageous idea, but it is interesting. Once she's 16 what? or 17, it's not interesting anymore. It's not interesting anymore. But if she was Because it's fif- not pedophilia. Mm-hmm. But if she was 15 and he was 25 and they actually had an affair the last time they met, and she was madly in love with him, and he, Spielberg, she has pictures of him. That's the end. Now, here's the thing. 15 and 25, all of that was fucked up, Steve. What about 10? I don't like any of what yeah. you just said at all. Here's the thing. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I'm not going to defend this. I will say when you're brainstorming, nothing should be off the table, and you should be able yeah, to just, just say go. whatever, because... None of it's going to end up in the final product. Except so, talking about fucking a 10-year-old should never be on the table. Talking a 10-year-old should make you go like, now wh- what's that in my head that made me say that? Um. Anyway, so... Wow. My wife Holy was right. Shit. My wife was right. Didn't uh, know about this. <laughs> way to go on. I'm sure she's going to be listening at some point and be like, go, vindicated. Go, power. That's exactly what Spice she'll say. up the world. My wife is British now. <laughs> um but yeah Holy so shit. they in their minds at at the the max she was 15 when this happened so in the movie she was supposed to maybe be 25 mm-hmm. and she was supposed to have been a 15 year old that fucked this 25 year old guy yeah that's not cool no even back then, that's not cool. Like, you know, somebody might be like, well, I mean, because this starts in 36, so that would have been 26. And somebody might be like, well, that was, it was fine back then. No, Nabokov, Lolita. <laughs> ever, ever read that one? I haven't. Well, let me tell you, Lolita uh, is a young lady, and there's a, there's a professor who's obsessed with her. Okay. And th- the entire idea behind it is that this is odd. Mm. So even back then. Even back then, this was odd. This would have been been strange. 25 and 15, maybe they would have gotten married and then had sex. But the idea that he just... Well, he said had an affair with... Had an affair, yeah, because he's not married. It's more like had a child rape with. Yeah, that's that's what it kind of sounds like. Yeah, so... That's real fucking weird. G. Ross... Don't like that. Nope. Don't like that about this movie. I gotta say. So that's say. an inconsistency with his uh, <laughs> smooth character. He's he's a he's an action adventure world traveling grade Robin pedophile. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's like what pedophile. was that last part? What was that? Well, he's a grave robber. No, 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 I didn't no, no, like no. That the thing part, after but the that thing part. after that wasn't great either. Well, you said that he he uh, fucks children. <sighs> one time is one time character building character building. <laughs> uh, he's a real Roy Moore type this can one. <laughs> um can we just maybe just sponge that from the character yeah traits? let's well see here's the thing though is if you Ugh. consider that and then think about all the time he forces kisses on women later 
He's just a rapist. He's not a he's not a smooth ladies man. He's just a <laughs> rapist who uh, manipulates women and then moves on from them. He might be. You could say the same thing about a James Bond. You could. Doesn't make it right. You could. I think that's why I only like the Daniel Craig James Bond in some ways because he's the the realist and he seems the most human. Yeah, All the true. others, it's just like, okay, so what is this dude doing? Like, yeah. just running through ladies, like, fuck you, never going to get a call from like me. Like, STDs aren't real. Come on. Come on. Those Craig movies are fucking awesome. They really are. Now, let me ask you this. Is Indiana Jones an archaeologist or just a fucking <laughs> grave robber? He's Belloc. They're the same character. Yes. They're, yeah. And that's one of those things, man, that, like, honestly, if... If you would have asked me before I watched it for this podcast, uh-huh. hey, Bellic, I'd have been like, hey, I don't know who that is. Oh, okay, so now you remember because he's he's the the foil. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it's because honestly, his character isn't tremendously no, important. No, he's not. He, he is sort of in the background. But that's the thing is he's doing the Indiana Jones thing. Yeah, he's, he's a hiring, rival French archaeologist. Yeah, he's doing the research, hiring other people to get him places. Yeah. Hiring other people to do the digging, etc. Which yeah. is also what Indiana Jones does. Totally. And what he's doing is he's going to go in and raid this thing and then take whatever he gets back to his homeland and sell it. Yeah. That's what Indiana Jones does yeah, from the beginning. He, he doesn't get the proper permits from the countries and no. stuff. He just kind of goes in and white Indiana Jones, it. same thing. Well, it's kind of the penultimate like white man journey, isn't it? It's like, oh, yeah. I discovered this. <laughs> I went here. I had to murder so many people to get to it, but they had no idea it was there. Yeah, they didn't know what they had. Yeah. I do, though. Yeah, I do. I know it's shiny and gold, and they just thought it was shiny and gold. Yeah, that should go in a museum. In white people land. In white people land to yeah. look at and be like, ah, yes, natives. <laughs> it's great to Am be Am I here. right? Yeah, that's the thing is like, he's not really... A hero? A hero very no. much. And, that, and there's more to that as this movie goes on mm-hmm. and stuff too. But it's like, yeah, you have the whole... He's totally just going into these tombs and graves and just mm-hmm. taking priceless cultural artifacts mm-hmm. and just taking them because he thinks they're important. Yeah, like when he takes the the thing at the beginning of the golden idol. Yeah, that those people that are trying to kill him, they they worship that. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. He's not just taking a thing they didn't know about. He's taking a thing they worship. Yeah. What? Yeah. He's an asshole. Not really very kosher. <laughs> and we're supposed to think Bellick's the asshole because he's taking it from him. Oh, no, no, it's because he's French. Oh, right. That's a good point. Yeah. He if is he's French. A, I uh, did forget about Indy's that. Indy's American. Bleu. Yeah. Indy's American, so we know he's good. Yeah, that is a good point. Yeah. Yeah. He also, like, fights super dirty. He does. I always like that about him. Oh, yeah. That's, I always like that about him. Um, he f- he's His fighting style, I would call Terry Funk-esque. Yeah, very much uh-huh. so. He's going to grab the nearest available improvised uh-huh. object. <laughs> to try to damage you. He's going to Tim yes. Gunn it and make it work. He will make it work. He picks up a handful of sand. He says... Make it work. He fucking throws sand in a dude's eyes. Yeah. You're Perfect. fighting in the desert. Fuck it. Yeah. This guy's like fucking 10 feet tall. These are the things I like about Indiana Jones. Yeah. Actually. And, and again, it's also very Han Solo. It's just. Yeah, it is. That is Han Solo, but there's like nothing. Hang, Han Solo, everything hangs in the balance. Yeah. With Indiana Jones, literally nothing hangs in Not the balance really. except he won't get money for a thing. Pretty much. 
Yeah. And then there's also stuff too, like the whole, you know, he, he's in that marketplace and that, that dude's like swinging that salt and sword around. Yeah, he just and, shoots and he just fucking shoot. You know the whole yeah. story behind that. Yeah, right? that, that, that was actually going to be a long, prolonged yeah. fight scene, but yeah, Indiana yeah. Jones was sick. Everybody was sick yeah. when they were filming in Tunisia. And that's why they had to cut like the filming short by a week and a half or whatever. Yeah. Too. yeah. I think Harrison was just like, what if I just shoot the bastard? Uh-huh. And he, it turns out it's just like, wow. It's great. It's fucking great. It's perfect. It actually is definitive for his character. Yeah. Just like, oh, that's what he would do. That's the easiest way to get out of this. But it's interesting, too, though, considering that as obsessed with hero archetypes as mm-hmm. George Lucas is. Yeah, that this is not that at all. No. Yeah. And, and especially as a, you know obsessed with those, like you said, old radio dramas and mm-hmm. teleplays and all that stuff. Of just these knight in shining armor. He's not that. Not He's, really. It's no. pretty surprising they actually made that character this way and not Dudley Do Right. Yeah, I mean, Be- Bellic gives the long explanation of how they're basically the same, and just the slightest nudge would push Indy from the light to the dark. Like, yeah. Um, not really though, because they're pretty much just equal. They're exact. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say it doesn't even. It's not even a nudge. You don't need Bellic the movie. nudge. Huh? Be a Bellic movie someday. I would like to say, okay, what if, because Bellic dies at the end of this, what if we made a bunch of, like, three movies before Indiana Jones that are Bellic doing the same exact things, and then you watch Raiders, and you're like, oh, this is the sad, yeah. like, ending of Bellic, my favorite character. <laughs> and this asshole dude. kills him, and he gets a bunch of more movies, like... And, you know, even going deeper into the whole Indiana Jones, not really that much of a hero thing. Yeah. This is something that I've heard discussed on multiple sources. And there is, like, apparently a big, like, I don't watch Big Bang Theory, but apparently Big Bang Theory, like, talked about this. Oh, yeah. Indiana Jones doesn't save the day from shit in this movie. No. Because the thing is, is he doesn't prevent he the Nazis decisions. from getting the Ark. Yeah. At all. Yeah. They get it. Yeah. He actually leads them to it. Yeah. With his bad decision making. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they open it uh-huh. and it kills all of them. It's not like Indiana Jones had been like. He didn't do anything. Yeah, he's like, I planted a, a, a C4 package inside of the ark that would blow up when they opened it. Ha ha ha. He like, literally closes his eyes and opens them and everything's okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like nothing a child he does. afraid of a monster in the dark. Yeah. That's all he does. And also, apparently, God creates an ark that if you just don't look at it, you're fine. Well, yeah, that's his thing. That's his thing. You kind of his way. Uh, he doesn't like you looking don't at look. shit. Ooh. Oh, you son of a bitch. But at the end of the day, like, Indy doesn't stop anything from happening. Like, no. this whole movie is, is like, you feel like you're on this epic hero's journey mm-hmm. and stuff. And ultimately, really, it's like the whole movie could have happened without him. Yeah, I mean, if you... I hope they wrote it that way is the thing. Like, I really hope that they I were think like, they, they must have because uh, Lucas did know about the hero's journey and stuff yeah, pretty oh, course, well. Yeah. Like, the th- this doesn't have that at all. He doesn't go through the dark night of the soul. No. He doesn't he go has, through... He has a dad. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> he like he's not an dad. orphan. That's true. He doesn't... He's not trying to... Uh, re- you know, replace his dad. Uh, we see that more in uh, uh, Last Crusade. Yeah. We see him, you know, struggling with the dad issues and things. But in this one, he's he doesn't change. He doesn't become a different person. Yeah, no, no. Not there's at no all. development uh, no. of the character. We just get introduced to him. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And then some other stuff happens, and the bad guys die, even though he uh-huh. didn't 
have any effect on it. Pure luck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, that's kind of funny. Yes, it is. And yeah. I, I, again, I really do hope that they that they wrote it this way. I think they probably did. I think it does follow so much of like the just, um, you know, if you watch those old Batman, uh, 1960s Batmans and yeah. stuff, even that's not too far uh, off of those 30s and 40s serials where he's just the hero. Like, like the Superman Fleischman cartoons. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like he's just a hero. He, there are problems and he solves them. Yeah. And it, it, in his case, in Indiana Jones' case, the problem is there's a priceless artifact he wants to have so he can sell it for money. Yeah. And he gets it and sells it for money. Tight, dude. Yeah. So American. <laughs> what do you think about Marion? How do you feel about the character? Marion's Marian? great. Uh, poorly written as an awesome character. She's the only woman in the whole movie other than the girls that just want to fuck Indiana Jones. That's true. Uh, and she... Turns out to be a girl who also wants to fuck Indiana Jones. I mean, Strangely, like who it, wouldn't? What changes between them? Nothing. Like she's angry. She sees how handsome he is, though. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah and he's, he's got scratches, handsome. and boy, every woman wants to uh, cure a man Baby who's a man. hurt. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? He lets her explore her maternal instinct. That is true, and that turns the ladies on. Yeah, it lets her become a woman. God, if I have to raise this dude, my pussy's going to be wet 24-7. <laughs> yeah, when you look at it that way, it's pretty fucking terrible. This, yeah. this is one of those movies that definitely does not pass the De- Bechdel test in any possible no, way. No, it's impossible. I mean, she's... <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, I kind of feel bad about riding it like that because Marion is a fucking badass. She's a badass, but again, At times. At times. There's times again, that she's not a badass, but it's like, dude, the way that she... Our introduction to her is her, like, drinking dudes under the table yeah. at her own bar. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing is, like, for me, Spielberg and Lucas, that is what they think a badass woman is, is a woman who... Has all the other qualities of a woman who's in the kitchen wearing pearls and making her man food. Uh-huh. Has all those qualities, but also she can drink some. Yo, she's wearing pants in that scene. She too. wears pants. So, uh-huh. but I mean, you know, she's always uh, put into position where she's an object that needs to be saved. I mean, it, yeah. I can I can see that, and she you know she does get saved by the the, the knight in shining leather mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, but at the same time, I like that they never drive the romance of their relationship up to a ridiculous level where it's like it it never really gets to the point where like the emotional yeah thing gets in the way where it's yeah. like oh no I have to save her because I love her like it never gets too lovey dovey which I appreciate. That would have you know what honestly looking back on it now just because I've seen Crystal Skull and. Like, you know, isn't uh, uh, Shia LaBeouf is her kid? <laughs> oh, is that the deal? I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. And then they end up together. I don't know what you're talking end. about. Like, it would have worked so much better if he was the womanizer, like, mm-hmm. where he just had sex with her again after raping her as a child. Apparently. Which is, seems unlikely. <laughs> troublesome. It's troublesome. Anyway, but then, you know, uh, it also shows his romance in Temple of Doom and yeah. also shows his romance with Elsa in uh, Last Crusade. Like, that, like, if he just goes through women like that, it works better. But because I know of Crystal Skull, it's like, wait, so then, like, he does that, but then later he's with her again? That doesn't make sense. That doesn't scan for me yeah. it just needs to be they were on the boat 
They were both horny. They both had sex. And then she's just like, I'm out. He's like, I'm out. The end. Yeah. That works better for me. Right on. But, uh, I mean, she is badass. Marion is badass, for sure. And she also murders, like, a million people in this movie. I think She, she does. She, like, goes on that machine gun just kills fucking people. going to town. There's so many times in this movie where she fucking murders the fuck out of the. And there's people. a time in this movie where her weapon is a skillet. Uh, the old fron pan. Yeah. Busts out frying what pan. Would, what would a woman's weapon be? Frying uh, pan. Uh, well, High heel shoe. She'd be in the kitchen, so she's got her pearls on. Uh, <laughs> what about a knife? No, too much like a dick. Right. Uh, frying pan. Got it. <laughs> yeah, she uh, she does murder like a million people. The yeah, kill, she's the a The kill badass. count in this movie is far higher than Yeah, this movie is just like, let everyone die. Yeah. <laughs> Good, bad, all. who cares? Just kill them all. And that's the thing about this flick too, though, dude, is like between the the massive murder count yeah, and then also like just some of the general gore, and I'm not just talking about Nazi face melting, mm-hmm. but like all the stuff where it's like you see, you know, corpses and uh-huh. skeletons yeah. and bones dude, and all this stuff. The that, that, one of the guys gets caught on fire and then shot through the head. Yeah. And then like, Alfred Molina. Yeah. Alfred Molina gets yeah. spiked. That, it that shows it. It does show it. That didn't look great when you compare it to Alfred Molina's face, but it Not does much. look great just on its own. It does. It looks cool on its own. Uh, but the, the uh, one guy in the bar, he gets uh, caught on fire and shot in the head and then it cuts away and then cuts back. And there's like, you know, somebody with their head blown off still on fire. Pretty rough it's way to pretty go out. Fucking amazing! Yeah. Like this is a pretty uh, dark uh, movie in that aspect. Like a lot of death. And that's the interesting thing about this flick too, though, man, is the way that okay, like if I was fucking six or seven years old, uh-huh. and I asked my mom, like, "Hey, can I watch this movie? It's got Nazis that his face is." Melt off and <laughs> guy was spiked through his head and don't tell her all those things, young Ben. Yeah, You'll never get to see it. Yeah, she'd be like, um, no, because uh-huh. like you say those things, and you're like, oh yeah, it's a fucking disgusting horror movie and stuff. Yeah. But it's like when it's packed under the 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 shiny gauze of dun dun dun, dun uh-huh. handsome like, man. Oh, that's just some fun times. Harrison Ford is so fucking handsome. She's like, yeah, let's watch it again. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of funny because like this movie really does have the whole family fun adventure rated uh-huh. PG. It's a PG movie, isn't it? I think so. I think it was pre PG thirteen. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, I believe that uh, Beetlejuice was wasn't yeah. uh, wasn't uh, Temple of Doom the reason one of the reasons why they yeah made I PG-13? think you're correct yeah I think you're correct so this is like a PG movie Temple of Doom is also full of gore also like, very for, full of horrific weird yeah. shit totally so. But that's the interesting interesting thing about this flick is that it really does maintain a family friendly image in spite of it having Nazis getting their faces melted uh-huh. off. Yeah, which looks so sick. It does. It because like uh, uh, Evil Dead had come out just the year before, Holy and Evil shit. Dead has that like melting scene at yeah, the yeah. end, and it reminded me a bit of that. Yeah. Only uh, with like way more money attached. Only to it. way more money attached, and much much. Uh, I don't know if it looks more real because like that the uh, Dietrich Dietrich the well dressed Nazi yeah his face goes like white <laughs> yeah like, it does. he's like it's like uh, ice cream melting almost <laughs> but it still looks awesome that shit freaked me out so much as a yeah kid, it's creepy dude. oh man yeah. it's awesome and I will say too 
think J.K. Rowling owes this movie a little Man, she owes a lot courtesy. of things a little courtesy. What is it in particular? Is it the All right. part where... Oh, my God. I it, hope that you know what I'm talking about. Is it the part where Karen Allen says, they're Slytherin about okay. all the snakes? Whenever they're going down to the Well of Souls, uh-huh. and there's all... Well, it's not the Well of Souls. It's the, the pit. Yeah, thing. that pit where they and, found the... And, yeah, she says, Slytherin. Uh-huh. And then whenever they go down in there, there is a corpse on the wall that is a skull with a snake coming out of its mouth. It's the dark mark. Do what? It's I right didn't even there. Think about the hat. Holy shit! It's like within like two minutes of each yeah. other. Slytherin and the Dark Mark. See, here's the thing. Uh, we've talked about <laughs> we've talked about this before. How like, I mean, there's no real uh, originality. Everything yeah. is you're you're always soaking borrowing up from something. Yeah. The thing is, she borrows from so many sources, like the X Men and, and stuff like that. Yeah. But the thing is, you you only see it later. That's where that's good uh, borrowing, where good you don't thievery. go like, "Oh, this is fucking India." That's obviously that time where Karen Allen said they're Slytherin, and then a snake, a snake came out. Like, no, like those things aren't obvious. She just like that hit her mind. She wrote that down, and then later she was like, "I could use that." Uh huh. Fucking cool. It's awesome. Way <laughs> to go, J.K. And I'll also say too, there's so much stuff. That other movie franchises have mm-hmm. lived from this movie. In yeah. particular, I'll say there's one scene in this movie that was the basis of a couple scenes from Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black. Oh, Girl. yeah, for sure. Okay. Tell there's me about it. There's a scene. And again, it became two scenes in Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where Marion mm-hmm. is in the tent with the Nazis, and they present her with, oh, Here's this dress you're going to wear. Okay. And it's like Just, a white okay, lacy dress. Right, right. Exactly. Like Keira Knightley. Right. Mm-hmm. He offers her a plate of food, Uh huh. which also contains a green apple. Oh. It's like meat and a green apple. Uh-huh. That's the exact same shit that... Uh, Holy uh, shit. What's, what's his name in, in the first Price Caribbean movie? The bad guy. Yeah, the bad guy. I can't remember his name. El Bado. El Bado mm-hmm. offers her. He's like, eat and wear this dress. Yeah. Same deal. And then, mm-hmm. after that, she ends up fake drinking him under the table, acting like she's really drunk. Right. Which is exactly what happens with Kieran and Jack Sparrow later in that same fucking movie. There's also the part where the natives are chasing him. Yeah, which is, which is I think uh, the second one, isn't it? Yeah, in the second one. There's yeah, that, same yeah. fucking thing. Um, also, Home Alone takes from this. <laughs> <laughs> where the, the well-dressed Nazi guy picks up the thing that's on fire and it burns his hand and he runs out and sticks, sticks it in the in snow the and he's snow. like, oh, 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 oh. And then it's permanently like on his hand when he says, yeah, which is the Hail same. Hitler. Yeah, when he says, hail Hitler. <laughs> Come on. That's anyway, how they talk. But also, it? I mean, the same thing with Joe, Joe Pesci in, um, in Home Alone. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, A lot of things took from this, too. Well, that's the thing is this movie... Um, I mean, I bet if you grew up on those 30s and 40s serials and yeah. watching the adventure movies of the 40s and 50s, you'd watch this movie and be like, oh, it's just stealing from everything. Oh, yeah. But it was already far enough past all that stuff that this was like a nostalgia like reboot for older people. Yeah. And for younger people, it was like an introduction to all those things. It's like Ready you, Player One. Exactly. Well, that's, that's Spielberg. <laughs> it's like Stranger Things. I mean, exactly. That's what it's like. It's like Stranger Things. It's like taking 
It's like uh, Skank Banger. It's like Skank Banger. <laughs> but it's like Stranger Things did where they took all these elements from those 80s movies. But you can't look at one particular movie and go, Stranger Things is just doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the same with this. You couldn't look at any one particular yeah. uh, serial or movie from that time and say, oh, Indiana Jones is just that. They melted down the entire fucking generation Yeah, they took of all stuff. the yeah. things they loved about those things and made it into this movie. Yeah. So... It's awesome. I think this this movie has some well placed humor beats and stuff in it too. Oh, definitely. Yeah. My absolute favorite one, mm-hmm. my favorite humor bit in the whole movie that really struck me as funny while I was watching this the other night, kind of drunk. Okay, <laughs> was when, uh, I think it's when, shit, it might be when Marion's like in the tent. I can't remember. And like the, the really like pallid, sweaty, annoying Nazi guy. Yes, it's always wearing black and stuff uh-huh. with a burnt hand. Yes. He walks into the room, and she's, like, really intimidated by how, like, Nazi he is and stuff. Uh Uh-huh. And he has this assistant that whips out this, like, nunchuck-looking thing. Yeah. (laughs) But it just, like, folds into a hanger. Yeah, it's just a hanger. And then the scene just rolls right on through it. Yeah. That, to me, was strangely funny. It is very funny. Because, like, it really looks like he's whipping out some kind Uh of fucking weapon, and it's actually just, like, a coat hanger. Um, and and like the the movie never acknowledges it. It never shows her face. Go, huh? Yeah. Like oh, it never does. I watched this a few times, by the way, uh, for this. Yeah. And I'll I'll tell you honestly, just watched it again uh, yesterday, taking notes. And when that happened again, yeah, I again was like, wait, what is this? Yeah. And then I'm like, oh fuck, you're right. It's a fucking. Clothes are you like that's <laughs> such a weird thing, but yeah, it's funny. There's other stuff in this movie that I totally <laughs> forgot that happened. Like there's that scene, God, it's gotta be like fifteen minutes towards the end of the movie where there's like a boat and a submarine and shit. Yeah, and there are pirates. Yeah, totally forgot that any Katenge? of that happened in this movie. Yeah. I don't remember that at all. Like, I don't remember even just sitting here talking about it. I just remember that it happened because it was in my notes. I think this movie honestly is a little too long. I don't have a problem with its length, but yeah. I think if you cut out some of the parts, you wouldn't be missing anything. There's probably at least a solid 10 or 15 you could snip yeah. out. I feel like that's not the case with like Last Crusade. No, I, feel like I think Last Crusade like, works perfectly. Yeah, that's yeah. all killer, no filler. Yeah. But this definitely does have some filler. Like that yeah. again, that that whole fucking submarine boat pirate thing. Uh-huh. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, and the part where like like instead of uh putting <laughs> Uh, Indiana Jones and Marion in there with the snakes. They yeah. could have just kidnapped them and then went straight to the mountain. Probably. Because for some reason they took Marion to the mountain when they, like, catch her. Yeah. Like, why not just skip all that? And why just... not just murder Indiana and her? Yeah, that makes the most sense. kind of makes the most sense, yeah. really. And then they would have just opened up the Ark and killed all of themselves anyway. The end. That would have been so like dark. It's like oh oh <laughs> oh oh oh, <laughs> and then God takes the ark back. See ya. And he's like, "Fuck you, humanity." <laughs> that would have made this like a yeah. fucking twenty out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, "This is the best movie of all time." I would have been mega on board with that, yeah. dude. I love it though, dude. Like I can't lie. It's like even though there's there's obviously all these faults with the flick. Yeah. There's fucking no women in it. Yeah. Minorities aren't well represented. No, not at all. Katinge. I mean, Katinge is a black character who is, uh, you know, 
I mean, he's a pirate. Yeah. And he gets called a savage by a Nazi, which is what a Nazi would call a black person. He would say that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But he, uh, obviously, he tries to save Marion. Yeah. He saves Indy. Like, he he doesn't tell them where he is. He's a good guy. Um, Sala, though played by a white guy, is uh, supposed to be Egyptian. In fact, in that Mediterranean area, area, it's not uncommon for someone to be white. Yeah. But John Reese davies is just a British dude. Yeah, exactly. Um, very, very, very. But it, I don't think all minorities are represented as negative, but there are so many negative representation of minorities that yeah. it's like, oh, God, come on. And like you said, there's definitely, I think, some there's some pacing hiccups. Yeah. A few times in this flick. Yeah, I the sex scene on the boat is fine. It's just slow. Yeah. It's fine that they're going to have sex, other than the fact that he raped her as a child. But uh, <laughs> it's fine that they're going to have sex, but it just takes so long. Why did that have to happen? It didn't have to. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But it's like, man, the way that this movie draws you in with the look, the aesthetic, the fucking soundtrack. Yeah. The anti-hero, the fact that mm-hmm. he's not a clean cut. Yeah. You know, he's a, he's a dirty fighting, child raping hero. <laughs> and, what was that last one? Uh, uh, hero. Uh, he's a hero. Yeah, he's a hero. Hmm, that's not fights dirty. He, you know. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Maybe that's what. I that's what. That's what caught you it. about that. <laughs> I can't help but love it, man. I cannot help but love this movie. Yeah, I've watched it longer than I can remember. I'll watch it many more times. Again, it's it's yeah. no it's no uh, Last Crusade, but mm-hmm. it's a damn fun watch. I'll yeah. watch this any old fucking summer night or Saturday afternoon. And I will enjoy it, man. You want to get onto that rating segment here? I do. I do, um, and man, it's a tough one because I don't have the nostalgia about it because I didn't really watch a lot as a kid. I do have that, yeah. Um, I do like Indiana Jones. I do like Sala. I do yeah. like so many of the characters, and I do like so much of what happens. Uh, some of it is overly slow to me, but I get that they were trying to like play up the adventure and yeah. whatnot. Um, it's not a movie... I can see myself watching a million times because I think I would, the things that irk me about it would bother me too much. Mm-hmm. But I have just recently watched it three times and uh, still enjoyed it. Yeah. So um, I wish the pacing was a little bit quicker at times. I love Karen Allen. I Harrison Ford's amazing. Yeah, he's, he's great. fucking awesome, dude. Um, I'm glad that the Nazis are just enemies and yeah, bad totally. people. Yeah, <laughs> like, um, it also never gets too dark. With it the never Nazis. does. Like, it never gets into, and then we kill the Jews. <laughs> like it never really gets. Into, yeah, like, there's the only real, one like, mention of Jews at, at a particular point. I don't yeah. remember exactly what they were saying. They're pretty oh, paper thin. It was. It was yeah. where Bellick was talking about the ritual and the the like Nazi captain was like, I don't know about your Jewish ritual. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, it. Yeah. That was the only mention. But that it never gets too be- dark. That might be one of the reasons why people uh, were like, maybe the Nazis aren't so bad. Oh, they watched man. all those Indiana Jones movies and they were like, well, what's the problem? Yeah, they're what just are they not, doing? They're just not Indiana Jones' friends? Yeah. Hmm. Does that make him bad? Man, this might be all Spielberg's fault. <laughs> but uh, That's I, why he made Schindler's List. He's like, no, 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 they're bad. No, they're no, no, really they're, bad. They're really bad. Totally. Real, real bad. <laughs> It's great, though. Um, it's an awesome movie. It's well worth seeing a ton of times. Um, and I I really don't have any major issues with it. It's just that the minor issues 
stack up for me. I hear over that. Time. Yeah, I hear that. And maybe I would even get to the point where I just overlook them and not care. Yeah. Um. So for me, this is uh, a seven. 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 Respectable. Good. Worth watching. Um. I. It'll just never be to me as good as Last Crusade. I'm on board with that. But always better than Temple of Doom and a million times better than Crystal Skull. I don't know what that last movie was. Yeah, I don't either. I understand that entirely. It's not perfect. I mean, mm-hmm. you can you can nostalgia all that you want to about it. And like I said, this is one of my favorite childhood flicks, so it's easier for me just to be like, it was so fun because it made me happy as a kid. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, you, you go back and you watch it and like it's... Like we said, it's by no means a, a perfect movie. Yeah. There's some moral ambiguity to the character that I do really enjoy. I enjoy it as an adult. Yeah. yeah. It's like, if they were trying to make an all-American hero, they're kind of fucked up. Yeah. But if they were actually trying to make a real American hero, actually mm-hmm. it's pretty fucking accurate. Yeah. Because really, the story of, a, of, of Anglo-Americans is stealing shit and saying it's ours. Yeah. No, yeah. He's a perfect colonialist. Yeah. He's sure. kind of the ultimate yeah. American in a yeah. lot of ways. So it's like... I find that that kind of narrative is pretty fucking ahead of its time and pretty it awesome is. to see on screen. So I do enjoy that. I love how hard-ass Marion is. Even if yeah. she does end up having to get her ass saved a few times, she also like just mows down like fucking 100 people <laughs> along the way. She kills like a million Nazis. I love her. Here's the thing. She mows down all those people with that machine gun yeah. and then can't open the door to get out and needs to be saved. That's, well, she break a nail or something. That's the I part did. I don't get. Like, she's fucking... How do we open this door, Andy? <laughs> like, oh, anyway. <laughs> you think a bunch of old white dudes made this movie. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> um, and like you said, they're obviously some, some kind of dated, but also still semi-relevant lack of representation and stuff in this yeah. movie that, that's easy to complain about and stuff. Yeah. But in terms of how much fun that I have watching it, I have a good time. I like to have a good time all the time. It's the best time to have. Yeah. yeah. So when I watch this movie, I'm having an 8 out of 10 time. Hell yeah. Now, like, uh, uh, Last Crusade is a 10 out of 10 time. This mm-hmm. is not that. It is that not. Is, yeah. You know what? I, yeah, I can't give Last Crusade a 10 out of 10 immediately, but the mo- most recent time I watched it, I was still like, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, it still stacks up. Yeah. The British Mighty is in the shore. Yeah. <laughs> I awesome. saw Cotter. He's great. Fucking young Indiana Jones played by uh, Phoenix, River Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. All fucking awesome. Like, all the others, like, so much awesomeness in that, and it still all stacks up for me. And this one is still good. Still yep. worth watching. I still wonder what it would be like with an alternate soundtrack. Like, if somebody else did the soundtrack and it wasn't just fucking selling you what the fuck was going on in screen, I wonder how much we'd like it. If it was a Nickelback? Yeah, dude. Never made it Or Britney Fox. <laughs> School. School. <laughs> Why is this playing while he's punching Nazis? Actually, <laughs> that sounds kind of I'd awesome kind now of that I think about it. it. <laughs> yeah, I'd actually be pretty fucking. Just that scene where he's fighting the big Nazi yeah. and the At like the, the plane School. propellers are like and she's go- like blowing people away. Yeah. School. <laughs> My baby broke all the rules. <laughs> You're staying after school. <laughs> I'm way on board with it. Yeah, dude. it's one hundred percent now that I think about it. That's the so only that way made to this improve. A yes. Britney Fox soundtrack. <laughs> yep, that would do it. Well, Steve, I have a feeling that we're not gonna be rating our next flick so oh, highly on the show. I don't know why you would say that. It might not be getting sevens and eights, because this movie that we're fixing to cover next uh-huh. week is deepest 
It's bluest. My hat is like a shark's fin. <laughs> Did you say hat? That's what he says. No, I thought it was head. It's it's hat. We looked it up. My no wife thought way. it was heart. My heart. And I was like, you know what? That makes more sense. This is killing me. It's hat. My hat is like a shark. I thought it was my head. Head would make more sense. How's your hat? Like, like oh, unless he's wearing a shark's fin hat. I'm just trying that to think of like. He folded it and then put it up vertical like. Oh shit! He's rally capping it. They're trying it, to come back. It's the seventh, it and they're on? worried. Four three. <laughs> they keep leaving runners on base. They don't know what to do. Um, anyway, yeah, we're doing Ren- Rennie Harlan's Deep Blue Sea. Um, and I mentioned it earlier, but coming up in June, yeah, you guys are going to summer camp with us. Uh huh. All June, we're doing Camp Slashers. I'm so excited. I'm about not. I'm this. not naming them yet. Uh, ben knows what we're doing. I'm very excited because Camp Slashers are like my fucking. They're the favorite. fucking best, and neither one of us went to summer camp. Yeah, so no. this is gonna be awesome. Yeah, we're gonna have a real lack of stuff to talk about, <laughs> other than how much we love these movies. It's yeah, gonna, seriously, like knowing the list, it's a month of fucking tens. For yeah, me. Dead I can go and ahead summer and tell camp. you. Yeah, June is ten, 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 ten for me, mm-hmm. and it's my birthday, and it's done. Hell yeah, it's my birthday. Actually, one of the episodes comes out on my birthday, twenty seventh. Jesus. Yeah. Well, there we go. Free tight. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to covering this big pile of horse shit, Deep Blue Sea next yeah. week. I've never seen it. Um, man, I, uh, I, I saw it as a younger man. My wife saw it a million times and can quote it like, oh my backwards Lord. and forwards and hates it. Um, I also hate it. I've seen it a lot of times recently. Yeah. And, man, it's real bad. Sick. Yeah. I can't wait to cover it. So be sure to stay tuned and tune in for that next week. In the meantime... Please join our Facebook group. Where can they find that? Uh, at Facebook. It's the Dead and Lovely Horror Podcast <laughs> group. It's um, a lot of fun. We love chatting with you guys. Thanks to everybody for contributing so much good stuff here yeah. lately. You can also find us on uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram at Dead Lovely Pod. Yeah. Um, and you can email us at deadandlovelypod at gmail.com. Rate and review this podcast on iTunes. It makes a huge difference for us showing up in them search engines, and it just takes you one sweet second so post us a g-rated review or else it doesn't count over on itunes you guys can follow me on instagram at ben eller guitars all one word at steven spratling yeah all one word and spelled correctly (laughs) try it go the the way you do it with the words that are right Uh uh-huh use the use the right letters as well well in the meantime we will be seeing you guys next week you guys have been absolutely fantastic we have been dead and Lovely. Signing off. That was the end, right? <laughs>